So this is No Sold, a wrestling podcast. I'm joined by the the East-West connection. We got Duke here on the East, Frank out in the West. I don't, I know, don't if you... know the East Side Sun. You got the easy one. What is the East Side Sun? Is Three it that? fingers? I That's... think so. Right. East-West connection. I just made that up. I'm not gang affiliated. Just... <laughs> Doink and dink, skip and zip. <laughs> I don't know what you guys prefer. <laughs> uh, Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck. How's life treating you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Ready to do the thing. Let's I do feel the like thing. $1 million. American. Nice. Well, last week was our big debut. There was no buildup, no hype. We just kind of came out of the crowd, dropped the, uh, the Big Bang episode. Uh, this is episode two. So we're going to talk about memorable debuts, some of our favorites, We'll get into all the ways you can debut a character. Uh, if, it's, if actually Jericho's anniversary of his debut is coming up, that's kind of what inspired us all to talk about these these uh, memorable debuts. August 9th, 99 was Jericho's debut. So before we get into all that, we got some awesome feedback on last week's episode. Uh, some old friends out of left field. That was fun to see dropping into the comments. Uh, for the record, we're definitely not clowning Zern. We love you, <laughs> Zern. If you're out there, we appreciated the the Texas rattlesnake chili, and uh, that banner did have to come down. Get my number and text me, dude. I have nowhere to contact you. <laughs> right? Same. Hit us up. Hit us up, Mike. So before we get into debuts, did you guys have anything you wanted to add about last week's episode, WrestleMania One and Starcade? Any closing thoughts? Anything that we didn't cover? Um, no, I'm still shocked at your rating for Starcade well, overall, but coming in hot. I'm dealing with it. Well, I wanted to talk about that, that 3.3 rating. <laughs> After we 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 signed off, I got to thinking a little bit and I think I was a little stiff. I'm gonna raise it up to a no, I'm just kidding. It's the 3.3. <laughs> I would not change that rating. I hated the show. But you guys, uh, you guys said back then that wrestling fans, one thing I wanted to talk about, wrestling fans back in that NWA era, they kind of like wanted the bloodbath matches that Magnum and Tully were having there and that going mainstream, having your mom know the names of these wrestlers. It seemed like, I guess, uncool back then. It still seems uncool now, I guess. But I just wanted to get your thoughts. Isn't that the goal, like to get mainstream? I saw something Britt Baker said this week, like she wants to make AEW mainstream. She's brought in Cobra Kai. Love that show. Uh, you know, football players. So real quick, you guys, isn't the goal to get mainstream? I mean, if we're talking money, it sure is, you know, mainstream. If we're talking just like putting right, because, you know, sometimes it's not about that. You know this when it comes to like any sort of passion project or whatever, the money isn't always the goal it's nice 
Uh, does Tony Khan want to be mainstream? Probably more so than it is, but I don't know if he wants it to be WWE level mainstream. You know, I think because he's, you know, he's a supermark like us, you know, so it's like he he likes the cool wrestling shows, you know, he likes that vibe. So I think he understands that there's limits to what you can do and it, as well as be like mainstream for every suburban family's parents allowing them to watch because we weren't I, I, I knew so many people that weren't even allowed to watch wrestling when I was watching wrestling you know what I mean so we'll see if that's really what he wants it to be or not but I don't know I don't think well, everything mainstream about Bonnie, he's a pro- he's a billionaire as long as they're making a little I don't know that he is so pressed about it like Vince was but you know Duke do you think becoming mainstream is always a kiss of death or can you maintain that creative edge and still go mainstream I mean it's a business unfortunately I mean unfortunately I guess for fans who um want like the pure wrestling aspect but I compare it to like you know the band that you like that you know they're not really that famous and then they get that one hit song and then it's on the radio all the time and then your your aunt is listening to it and your mom's like oh do you know this band it's like yeah fucking knew about that band five years ago you know you get that same kind of vibe i mean often it's over at that point then you're over sure yeah and it's like yeah do we Um, want that to happen no, um, but I mean, it is what it is, you know, like at the end of the day, they do want to be household names, you know, and um, thankfully, AEW now gives us this uh, alternative where previously we didn't have it. So, you know, John always gets upset when all these indie guys <laughs> come in, but like, you know, they got, they have to start somewhere, you know, not to pick on you, John boy, but no, no, please. Um, that's fine. It's true. I was just thinking like getting on MTV, getting on Good Morning America. That's a huge W. That's gigantic for sure. You know, and that should, and then we noticed afterwards, I, my whole point with all this was if they could have did it, they would have did it. Meaning like, you know, the Crockett's or, or, you know, Ganya, whoever, if they could have did it, they would have did it. And Vince yep. did it. And then, um, it just became like you saw WCW trying to bring RoboCop in eventually and try to do it, but they didn't do it as well. And I mean, uh, even later with Rodman and Malone, and they did it well. And that was that was well, huge, debatable you know? if it was well. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, but well I mean, for the public eyeballs on the product, yeah, you can't you know? argue with the success of you know it was on ESPN and all that stuff. You know, like was it great to watch? No, but like you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that is the goal. You want to get in front of as many as many people as you can. So I feel like we we all admittedly have pick and sh- choose our shows we watch now. It's not like must see as it used to be, unfortunately, at least not for us. Yeah, uh, I went out of my way like the last week or two to just try to stay a little bit more engaged with some of the current stuff. I was all in on AEW most of this year, honestly. It's just over the summer I've drifted out a little bit. So I just wanted to touch any of this current stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys call it Raw or SmackDown. Let's talk WWE first. It's the Triple H era, so they say. We're supposed to see 
you know, a fresh coat of paint, seen him put a stamp on this stuff. I watched it. We were texting. For me, it felt like more of the same. Just little tweaks, obviously the NXT infusion of talent, but real quick, yeah. how did you guys like Raw or SmackDown or both? I mean, I didn't think Raw was the like unwatchable like it's been, but it was close. You know, it was close to unwatchable. There's more wrestling. It was cool. You definitely see Triple H's boys winning. It's definitely going to be NXT 3.0. Yeah, like yeah, Champa. Yeah, Champa, and even on SmackDown, we had Baszler and Cross and everybody. You know, yeah, it was just, that was especially carrying Cross at the end. There. Yeah, so it's like you're definitely going to see a lot of his guys maybe get that shine that Vince wasn't so crazy about. But as far as the show was. A little bit more wrestling. So for my taste, that's cool. But still, still a lot of nonsense. Still overproduced. Still looks terrible to me. So, you know, it's not there yet. I, I could see, though, like, I definitely see some Triple H, like, influence, you know. And I'm not going to act like these guys from the internet where it's like, it's the greatest Raw of the last 20 years or whatever. But... I could see, like, all right, maybe this will take time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, so we'll see how it goes. But real quick, before I shift excited. over, before I let Duke talk about it, Frank, one thing maybe from your creative brain that you would do to try to make it more watchable? One or two things quick. Uh, Less camera cuts. Oh, my God. During That's the matches. Brutal, you know, man. it's like disorienting to it's me. It's so annoying. Maybe tone yeah. down the lights a little bit. It's the brightest show on earth, and just a little more wrestling, you know, and not and not all this nonsense, you know. Not it's a three hour show, you know. Give me more than twenty minutes of wrestling a week. Do they have the you guys know, want, for you that you want to see fight for three hours? For girls, know. I mean, listen. If you want to get be real, cut it to two hours. Make it a two hour show. You know, if I had the ultimate you know power play move i would make it two hours add more wrestling cut out some of the bullshit and you know turn the lights down a little bit and i think it could be more watchable every week you know and you just go from there there's a lot of issues with that show right now so i don't know it's tricky no those are all good Duke, did you watch and how do you feel about the current product wwe um this week i don't think I watched. So was Champa? Did he win the triple threat match this week? He yeah, did, and then he had to fight like AJ and. Sure. Okay, I saw that. I didn't see who won though. Yeah, um, I tuned out. Champa. I usually tune out. Honestly, yeah. um, it's a shame, man. I try, like you know, I try every week, and it's just it's. If you could put current. your finger on it, what is it? What is it that's disconnected you from the WWE? Um, I mean, first off, we need to bring this that oh, yeah, winged the, eagle the back. Winged eagle. That's yeah. first off, because that yeah. belt looks like a fucking toy. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really care for the talent that they have. Um, like you said, the three-hour show is just too much. Um, like Frank mentioned, like those camera cuts that it gives me a headache like i i changed the channel man like and i just don't like a lot of a lot of the guys that are at the top that people like i just i don't understand it you know <laughs> i just don't get it like i don't get becky lynch man 
Yeah. No one cared about her, and then she bled, and everybody cared Care about, about her. her. So, like, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Like, she no looks like she's gonna be out for a little while with an yeah. injury. So like, you're gonna get a break. Legit, she's a channel changer for me. Like, I can't even. I get like, it. I think Becky is brutal. She I know. does a Conor McGregor impression. Yeah, yeah, like, that's how I that's feel too. It is. It's like, like and, and I was and happy for. Her. I remember talking Lady with you Gaga. guys. I remember talking with you guys years ago, talking about Becky saying, you know, she works hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I could appreciate that she cares, but that's when she was still like a steampunk girl, and it was like, but that was it to me. And now to see her as like the guy, like people are saying like the greatest female it's a wrestler of all time. Some people are just putting her on pound for pound yeah. list of wrestling period. Yep. And it's so, that's like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. And they have a lot, I think they have the most talent for women wrestlers. And yeah. the idea that she's like, and I, it's, you know, I guess it's all subjective with like, what are you, what makes the best to you? But I don't think she's the best, like in any category. No, I agree, you know, especially compared to some of the girls that were there. And if we include like Sasha as a WWE girl, still, it's like it's no, it's like it's laughable to me. Asuka, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, all these girls, and that's just off the top. You yeah. know, we really dug into it. I'm sure Bianca, she's uh, she's owning it though right now. At least. Oh yeah, she's she's awesome. She's the best. She's the I best. Think Bianca's the best. I mean, EST. I think probably like. I don't want to, you know, make it a Becky bashing party, but yeah. just real quick, like, I think she's the least talented out of those four horsewomen. Like, yeah. I agree um, with that. all around. I think Charlotte is, I, in my opinion, she's the best women's wrestler in a very long time. Like, yeah. she's the complete package. Um, she can do everything. I think Sasha, when she's a heel, is awesome, but she can't be. She has to be the boss. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Asuka yeah. obviously is awesome. But even like, um, you know, we talked about Bianca. She's great. And she's she's natural. Like all these, mm-hmm. like Becky's doing an act, man. Like She doesn't know who she is still. Exactly. Is- and like, but that's ridiculous because she's been there how long, you know, like, right. And she may have been at a WrestleMania Baker, or two. You mentioned Brit. Like I wasn't a big fan of Brit. Yeah. She got hurt and came back and exactly. she was a different person. man. Yeah. Also not like, the most talented in the ring. No, for no, sure. But, but it must see to again, me. You we know? say yeah. it all the time. Like, it's not about mm-hmm. wrestling and Statlander too. Like I love Statlander. She's not, yeah. She's awesome, dude. Yeah. Like she's not doing the boop shit anymore. Like she yeah. came back. She knows who she is now. Yeah. And like people smell bullshit. Like people <laughs> know when someone's real and like, you know, I think that that's a big thing in, in pro wrestling. Like, you don't, obviously, I know it's fucking fake. Yeah. Like, I, I'm so sick of hearing that. But, like, <laughs> you have to at least believe in yourself for me to believe in you. And, like, yeah. come across, like, you know, cool. Like, if you have to tell everybody how great you are, you're not great. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. you're not cool. Like, it it just happens. Especially you know? when you're um, supposed to be a heel, you know it's it's right. yeah it's even harder to watch that stuff well, that's a whole other conversation about the cool guy heels now yeah fucking too cool you know to get made fun of or whatever yeah it's just <laughs> well i wanted to just wrap up the wwe talk even though i know we didn't dig too deeply but yeah i wanted to just say my my issue that i'm having with trying to watch it is eight triple no, cody Rhodes. that's number one <laughs> i mean it's you're missing my guy but Triple H continues to feature 
some of the same. I know he's bringing in slowly some of the NXT guys, but it's like, do we need to have Corbin versus Ricochet? Do we need to have, do we need to have the the stories continued? In my opinion is like, do a clean slate, do a reset, come out and just hit the reset button. Yeah. That, which you know, I think is wishful thinking. You know, I agree with you to like a certain extent, but at least like with that Corbin Ricochet, for example, it was like Ricochet beat him. You know what I mean? Like in an actual match, it wasn't like a weird match. Uh, Cause I did see that. Right. Ricochet beat him. By the way, I know you're not like the craziest Ricochet guy. Neither am I. But if I'm gonna watch, if I had to watch a match of one of those two guys, I'd rather be Ricochet. One hundred percent. Yeah. And he was like a relevant guy before he got up into the main roster and kind of just became. Even though he's had titles, you know, they were never really significant. Right. Um, I guess he was another NXT guy, actually. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So yeah, I think it's like it a Triple H guy. So you know, I at least thought. Oh well, at least Ricochet got a big win that right. didn't feel like a fluke. You know, and but even like they're carrying, they're carrying over. um, I think it was Mustafa Ali and the triple threat. Fair enough, he's getting a shot. I just feel like a lot of these guys are they shouldn't be featured at all. Or, uh, you know, (laughs) if you're gonna start clean, start fresh, let's do it completely. You know, the problem is that audience you want to be mainstream, you want to be like the biggest show on earth. Everybody's been these people have been shoved down your throats for years, you know. I know and if they tune in one day and it's a different program like NXT. Like, no, no offense to NXT. It's a it was I for my taste, it was a better show than Raw and SmackDown during those right. Those, well, they had the luxury of that, that one hour though. War show. You know, yeah. they, they had that one yeah. hour. <laughs> exactly. So but it's like, a little harder. Not a lot of people watch that compared to Raw and SmackDown, you know. So you can't just flip the script completely. So he's going to have to slowly face some of these stories. And maybe that's the smarter way to do it. I just think it's a longer process. Yeah, it's a longer process than maybe we want to but, do. I mean, we, but we all agree we want to see long. the championships, like the actual belts changed. I mean, they're hard to, it's hard to get behind a champion when the belts look like I don't that. like any of them. I don't None. like on the main roster, any of them. The United States, if you told me we had to keep it, I guess I could live with that one. Right. I see belt. I kind of hate joke. it, but I, but I I hate. I think I hate it because I love the other ones. They both of them before this belt, like way which better. one do you like? Because your era was like the yeah what I call old, the Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, there. exactly. Is that your no? But I like no. I like that classic. I okay. see the one Cody brought back, yeah. the one over you know, his that's, shoulder that's, right now. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Exactly, that's my favorite one. I don't mind that oval one because, but like you said, it's because that's what I watch all the time. You know, so yeah. okay, I'm the. We definitely it. all agree that the the titles, you know. The, the look the aesthetics of the titles changing would help us care more about you know the battle for that title right um yeah. and just you know going People back love those to those belts though they do belt, but... belt collectors love those belts it's crazy yeah well really yeah i see them all the time people stoked on these belt pages for like i got the big wwf diamond with just a leather background it's like it doesn't even look like a championship belt dude well there's so much like work the north to do. american title in nxt and NXT, and I like the cool. NXT UK titles. Yeah, that's I think, very nice. I think those yeah. UK titles look cool. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like, how does UK titles so cool when the main seen, monsters? Well, I have seen them, but I don't recall the other ones. But that main NXT, yeah, the main UK, one is that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, those tag belts over there are like almost as cool. Just they look very similar to that main. Yeah, one. it's cool. That's the thing, though. The Usos are on this legendary run, at least timeline wise. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And look, they've been main eventing 
brawls and smackdowns i think it's cool what they're doing with them i know you you frank you don't love the usos but but if they had titles that like actually looked you know legit then it's even more prestigious it's just the whole thing there's so much work to do well there's a lot to be said for like presentation you know like even roman is having this awesome run but like he's still wearing that like shield shit exactly like you know like at least and holding that belt up yeah he popped that shirt off you know yeah like you put him in some trunks you know what i mean that dude like i love the lay that he wears like he looks like you know he looks great but he's 90 percent there you know yeah like but i mean we're never still important we're still yeah it's a legendary run uh we did touch on i guess it was carrying cross coming back with scarlet another nxt guy that was um I guess it was kind of out of nowhere, right? Wasn't he out of the company? Oh, yeah. I thought that was super random. Yeah. It was you know, like, I thought he'd go back, especially with Triple H in charge, because he never was like, he never seemed like a, he'd fit in like AEW, for example. Like, right. he didn't seem like that kind of guy. I think he like is not the greatest, but I do think he fits in what, in what the WWE system has been traditionally. You know, right. I don't know with Triple I mean, I guess with Triple H, he was champ, but. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. I don't love him, but if you want to make a guy feel at least a little important, have him come in, beat the number one contender's ass. Yeah. On the champ. You that know, was a good chance, least, though, to build a guy up. Maybe yeah, exactly. Even. At least makes him feel like, oh, who's this guy? Like, if you're unaware. But I just don't know that he's the goods personally. Yeah. His There's, wife, though, with him is that like that package. The I think presentation's cool. nice. Yeah. yeah I like yeah, the whole I package. Think, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think the guy's limited, but we'll see. I mean, good for him. My hopes are low. I think we talked about it. My hopes are kind of low only because I think I heard Triple H say Vince did his thing. We're not going to pretend to try to do his thing, which is yeah. obviously smart. He's like, we're going to try our own thing. And that's going to center around more what he did in NXT. For better or worse, we'll see. Um, well, not... I mean, I know you're not like a big NXT guy, but legit for like a few years, that was the best pro wrestling period like i watched that every week that was must see tv it got a little weird at the end like kind of when cross showed up and stuff but i mean all these dudes man like finn balor shinsuke uh american alpha ftr like i mean bailey yeah uh even before right yeah. Um, but you were getting quality Bailey, wrestling matches, right? And I know that my issue with were, the... but there was also like good presentation. Like, dude, Robert Rude. I'm sorry, was he Bobby Rude? I think he was Bobby, right? Maybe, Maybe. yeah, yeah. Maybe but Bobby. I mean, dude, I mean, my issue with a... it was I didn't love how formulaic it got, where it was like indie guy or yep. TNA guy number five shows up. <laughs> they right. you know fight a few times, yeah, have but cool you matches, win thing, the world title, like, and then move up to the main roster. It got so I just ready for the main un- roster. I didn't I like think that. you're unfair calling you know the indie guys like where where do they start, man? Like do they you have gotta to make start? them in a factory? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> gotta build them. Don't I just out. if you you didn't watch that, admittedly, right? What NXT? NXT, yeah. I I dipped in and out, like especially when, um, believe it or not, I'm not a Kevin Owens guy at all. Mm-hmm. I actually I hate his stupid guts. But um, <laughs> when he came in, I know there was a lot of buzz surrounding it, 
and I, I tuned in and his stuff with Sami Zayn was pretty cool in the beginning. Okay, and yeah. I saw them like starting to infuse a lot of the independent guys. We'll just call them that. Um, <clears throat> and even around, I think right before that, when it became available, we would get uh, like little hints of, I remember when Bray Wyatt debuted the gimmick down there. And I and I had to go seek it out because someone told me about it. And um, I know they were doing cool stuff. I don't know if Triple H had it back then, but the presentation. Uh, absolutely, he, he did. Okay. At that time, he for sure did. Okay. And I mean, if if that is what we're going to get in place of the current shit, I'm all in. You know, I just for me, it's the talent. I just don't really care about anyone. Right. More. You know, I love Cody. I love Randy um and everybody else like there's some dudes that i kind of like i can see like some guys like i think montez ford is a star in the making i can see like some people that you know but i mean i just have no like i watch it and i'm not cheering for anybody if that makes sense i'm just kind of watching it because it's what i've done my whole life yeah right. i hear you I hear it's you like that. Well, I think, Frank, uh, you guys both made good points. It is the presentation for me, the, you know, how it looks like I wish they would change the set. I mean, I'm obviously delusional and brain dead to think they're going to go back to how it looked, red, white and blue ropes, all that. Mm -hmm. stuff. Like that's 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 the dream just to have it look like it used to look. So then all the shitty talent can at least be performing in a in, a, in an area that looks cool, you know, that, that to change the set. But it's a long way to go. I doubt it'll happen. Uh, Listen, man, the guy just took over, you know, like yeah. give him some time, you know, like, I mean, I thought yeah. SummerSlam, the um, like the setup looked really cool. Um, it felt like prestigious to me mm -hmm. and it was definitely an improvement. Like, I didn't think it was brutal, but I didn't, you know, I say this all the time. We're living in mediocre times in pro wrestling, whether all you new fans want to admit it or not. So it's mediocre becomes good and good becomes great. And we got to stop crowning mediocre shit. Like stop fucking settling for things. And then we won't have to anymore. You yeah. know? Amen to that. That is, that's the, I mean, I could go on and on about that, but let's shift over to AEW. For sure. And by the way, like I don't, I get pissed off because I want it to be, I'm passionate about it. Like right. if I'm, if, if I seem critical, it's because I, I love it. It's what I've always loved. It's what John and I became friends over 25 years ago. Right. Like it's, it's not like I'm like this old school dude that just hates everything. Like I just want it to be good because I know when it's good, I fucking love it. Yeah. I think that show that shows in some of our like text exchange or phone calls, I get very passionate and we're not seeing it too much here so far on the podcast, but Frank and I will go at it because <laughs> the new school stuff, like I start to feel like that grizzled old, you know, crabby veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, but, but it's really, it's, it's like Duke said, I feel like I'm, I'm confident in my taste of what I think pro wrestling for me should be. And uh, I guess what I see now with all the, you know, super high speed, fast spot stuff and simulated fights, to me, it takes me way out of it. And, you know, that's that's always going to be an argument, I guess. Let's go to the simulated fights to AEW. Um, <laughs> real quick, anything stand out this week for you guys? There was like 
a ton packed in like TK likes to oh, do. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I'll tell you what stood out was uh, Adam Cole and those undisputed guys turning on the young bucks and they got the kids in the crowd Dude, crying. Dude, that kid crying? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like Eric Bischoff just said, these guys cut promos and nobody's feeling anything, you know, and then next week there's kids in the crowd crying during them. That was a plant, actually. It's Nick Jackson's song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I heard it. I heard his. I heard he was. His dad uh, actually, tweeted him. Yeah, yeah his dad no, tweeted he, him. I, I think his dad. Uh, he was acting. Was up. it his a dad, girl or a boy? Dad gave boy. His dad whacked him, and he. That's why he was crying. <laughs> no, <laughs> I saw. I saw his dad tweet after. He was like, "I guess my son went viral." And they were like, they showed him cheered up after Hangman uh, came out for the rescue. Yeah, man. That's my awesome. thing with that I, I is that. I love that. I do love that. But I don't think Adam Cole as a heel is believable in any way. So I was hoping they would have made him. I don't know if that lines up with the story. I, I really don't well, know. Because there's some shit that went on in Japan, the, and I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. he's with those guys, you know, from NXT, Undisputed Era. Right. I was hoping it would have been his baby face turn because he won the Owen thing, and I thought it would have been cool. I mean, that's, to yeah. me, he could have turned build, his character uh, around. I think you got to build to Kenny Omega coming back. What that's going to do? He obviously Kenny yeah, Omega sure. and them against. I thought, yeah, I thought that's what they were going with, but I guess yeah. it's going to be Hangman now. Yeah, Hangman oh, right. for now, but Kenny will be back. They're saying soon-ish, so it's like we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. And they already had drama. I think there's layers actually to that story. You know, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega being butthurt with the Cole and those guys because they invaded the team, kind of took over in his absence. Hangman coming to the rescue. He had all that drama with them before. Him and Kenny were tag team champions classic match all-time great to me match with the young bucks you know kenny Omega, uh, yeah, yeah. and for that the title match i yep. think that's like an awesome. all-timer yep uh, you know there's like so many there's layers to this story that like even when omega comes back how's he gonna feel if if they're the trios champions let's say whatever i think it's kind of cool how it's all gonna play out so too many titles i think getting introduced for my taste um i don't know anything you know about the Atlantic, is yeah. it all all Atlantic. I know that's like defended in all the companies, and I yeah, I yeah, just feel like just I preferred AEW when it was it's it's in like its own thing, and now that mm-hmm. they branched out with ROH and all Atlantic, it feels a little too spread out for me, a little too messy. I do want the ROH bus to like be their own thing eventually, and I think that'll help a lot. You know, once it's just like okay, the ROH match. I mean, belts are just on the ROH show. Yeah. That'll stop like the muddying up because the number of belts they have, yeah, maybe it's a maybe a couple too many, but if they get more TV, they get a new TV deal. Let's say Rampage is a two-hour show. I think the belts will work themselves out. Everybody's always kind of had a couple of tag, well, a couple of tag team belts, a couple of individual like mid-card belts, and then the world title. So it's not like absurd to me. But no, they're on the, the cusp, you, though. Yeah, they're on the cusp. If you add all those ROH belts, then it's like, You got right, two women's titles. Team. You got a tag and a trios. You got a TNT. You got a FTW. You got a FTW. You got a ROH. FTW doesn't count. I don't mind. When people bring I up think the Tony FTW, Khan books like, it like it counts. Well, they I mean, made it, it a big it moment. It changes hands, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's not recognized, you know? So, like, I don't think it's not. Oh, it's not? No, it's all just Taz's boys. I mean, nobody's had it, but Taz's team. You know, well, that's so done now, you know. Did you hear him yeah, say that? Which yeah. broke my heart. But, oh, you know. I was but I so thought happy. that was cool. I mean, I thought that like that was two weeks ago. But if you want to talk about like a good moment 
like done right by AEW. Ricky Starks having Dan Housen challenge him. He kills him. He's like, I'm ready for another match. I think the hook coming out that he was so over with the crowd. Yeah. It was quick, but it was cool enough that little match you know it got to the point ricky sold that choke because i don't think that's i love taz and that submission that just never looks like the greatest to me but ricky sold it well they bump fists he leaves the ring ricky's cutting a great promo he'll he'll turn on by hobbs i guess stayed here you know i think you made three guys in like one segment right there mm-hmm. Hook went to another level with the biggest win of his career ricky starks turned baby face the crowd was fully behind him hobbs turns into like the monster heel breaking everybody's heart i think that was like a segment done right right then but, we can know, have Hook. it still breaks my heart because i love team taz i was team taz guy but you know it is what it is and then hook can get i guess get back on the school bus and uh get back on i guess <laughs> I don't know what was he doing before that match. I don't know. Was he he eating chips? Snapchat, I think. So chips. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, The show is like just hyper fast. I I don't know why he tries to cram so much in. He being Tony Khan, like I was thinking, you know, Ethan Page came out for his interview, and before he even picked up a mic, that dude Stokely Hathaway was walking down the aisle, and it's like they rush everything. And I always like, at least I feel like it's getting faster for some reason in AEW. Maybe it was always this action pack, but for me, I just feel like it's too much, too much cramming. Yeah, the shows are always kind of packed. You know what I mean? They like have a lot of another. talent there, man. Yeah. Like that's why you know, like Ethan Page. You, you know, say too much. You say too much too and much. not enough, actually. Not, yeah, you time. say too much, but then when everybody is injured, that's why you have a roster this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just went through like one of the worst spells of injuries like at any company in a while. You know what I mean? With Cole out, Hangman out, Punk out, Brian out. All these like top, top guys and the show kept chugging along like it was nothing. Well, chugging and along. I, I, I mean, chugging along in what way? I felt well, you haven't be... even been watching though, like you admitted. So Because uh, I don't care some... about an interim title, you know what Yeah, I mean? but then, but you don't know then either though. But then you don't know the product either. I know enough to not... know that I don't care about a title that really is But you're nothing. not watching, so you don't know if it's good. No, no, I'm dipping in it. Moxley's been Moxley's doing good the damn yeah, Exactly. Moxley's been doing good too. Shit. I mean, I love John Moxley, but He's that championship. They had a chance to make the TNT title mean a lot, or even maybe, you know, you have the TBS title, the woman's title defended in the main event. I just don't see the point of an interim champion. I know they've done that though, too. They've done that too, though. Yeah, but honestly, fighting guys, I don't even know, like defending the title. What they do to watch more wrestling, John, and you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about, um, Whoever that guy was, he just Mance Warner. Yeah, Mance, yeah, Mance Warner. Warner. But I, I just wanted to say real quick, um, Jungle Boy and Christian, that stuff's cool. Yeah, I, that I'm stuff's all cool. about that. I love. Well, you're I, not you're not shifting gears from AEW without me talking about Moxley and Jericho. We can yeah. talk about that after I just say uh, Wardlow is money, and Cesaro's whole debut slash his name's Claudio Castagnoli. You slow. Yeah. Claudio, uh, that's been completely botched and mishandled so far <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about he's just another guy just like that so go on no um i'm super pumped for uh what is it called the the weight the quake at the lake it's dynamite i thought oh <laughs> no wait, but no, they got like a, a, a subtitle a to every deal. other is dynamite. that what it is quake, quake at the lake is that help i'm me, not friend. sure i think All so right. i think it's quake at right. the lake. and why do they so, do that just just let me know 
what Why name not? it something cool because it's fun john yeah, exactly you know, every like other fun. dynamite has got a like it's so just too much the lake bro so over every Whoa. episode of a tv show has a title too so who cares it's a lot to keep track of. anyway moxley you know he said he wanted lionheart chris jericho cut a really cool promo so we're gonna see lionheart chris jericho versus john moxley which i'm pretty pumped for because it's just cool. you know you know the nostalgia, of course. You know he's gonna come out wearing like a Lionheart vest or something, and I think that'll be cool. Yeah, well, they, like, did, they did a lot of nostalgia with the WWF uh, dumpster match this week. Oh that yeah, was nostalgic, was... like literally um, verbatim. Yeah, like the... doing the same exact thing, yeah, and even throwing them off the stage. Point. Jesus, doing the same exact thing. The whole match was completely different, and then that one spot at the end was the same. It was literally. I mean, and I get it. Billy Gunn was involved in the match, so I guess it makes sense. But I yeah, just I like his kids both through of those it. teams too. Also, so, um, real quick, you were talking about like too many titles. Yeah, and I agree. I think maybe like. The world title in AEW, the TNT title, the tag titles, and the trio titles. Because I do like the trio titles because they have so many tag teams there. Yeah. And I feel like that's a chance for like some of like the acclaimed, the gun club who are not going to get like a world title shot. I think that would be cool. You know, the best friends just said they were going to enter. Yeah, they have a lot of stables. yeah, I think it yeah. gives them an a lot of three man teams. Yep. I think House of Black could win those easy yeah, and for like sure. make make yep. them money. So I do yeah. like that. I think you're right. I if you're not right, whatever, I agree with you. I think there's probably like one too many titles. It's and on the cusp. I, I mean especially the two women's with titles. The Ring of Honor titles. Like I kind of either want them to get their own show or just unify the belts. You know what I mean? Like have the Ring of Honor champ fight the AEW champ. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I don't know about. Sorry to steer your catchphrase, Frank. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about unifying the belt. I just really want them to get their own show. You know yeah, what I mean, if we're else. not going to get them on their own show, I'd prefer them just to, you know, or even like make them. one of those dark shows. You know, there's two dark shows. Make mm-hmm. one of those Ring of Honor show. Yeah, and just that's what it is for now, yeah. at least. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know, but well, I just want to know if you guys when this is uh gets uploaded to youtube if you're gonna stand next to the tv and look at it like keith lee was doing like they do in wwe and everybody bashes it they do the same thing in AEW. Like, yeah but they're making fun of it <laughs> i mean it's not funny it's stupid the new millennium has arrived in the wwf and now that the y2j problem is here this company will never be the same again do you guys have any memories of jericho's debut august 9th 99 let's get into it let me tell you so august 9th it's the day before my birthday i remember this that countdown shit so vividly i was in puerto rico i remember i was at the neighbor's house and was like oh Raw's about to start. That countdown clock is about then. This is like pre-internet days for me. You watching it back, you see people in the crowd with signs that yep. like they knew, you know. But I had no clue. I didn't know what this countdown was at all. I just knew, oh, it's going to end tonight on Raw, you know. And I remember leaving the neighbor's house early to go home, watch Monday Night Raw at my grandpa's house in Puerto Rico, and just watching this countdown. And to me, that's my favorite, you know, spoiler, that's my favorite, you know, debut ever. But 
it's it's so perfect to me. Maybe he rambles a little bit, but interrupting the rock, like talking about putting a guy on the map because he was a mid card guy in WCW as cool as he was. You know, he was never really like close to anything top over there. Maybe when he's picking on Goldberg, even though Goldberg would have killed him, you know, that was like the closest he got to going up against a main eventer over there. So like to come in like that on Raw to me. It's so cool. I'd say, I, I watch it several times a year just to like reminisce because I think it's like one of the coolest moments. Duke, do you remember seeing it live? Oh, sure. I'm sure we watched it together. We didn't only because I know I was with a cousin of mine watching oh, okay. it, and he didn't give a shit. But <laughs> um, so was that pre-internet? Because I don't. So that was right around the start of the internet. I'm glad it's you like that early up. days. Yeah, because okay. yeah, some I of the fans like, knew, and I yeah. thought you I know, knew. We, we but... kind of knew, but like to actually see it, like when it happened, and like mm-hmm. Frank said, I mean, the fucking rock. Like you're in there with the rock, like on your first night, and he killed it too. Like, you know, he wasn't overshadowed by the rock. He looked like a star. Like, I mean, and the pop, man. Like. Yeah. It's such top a, before they showed his, in, his word, his uh, so name. So just when it says Jericho, yeah, that so goes, I legit get goosebumps. Yeah. Like from that. I so love that. His music yeah, was I mean, a little different. You guys it was, realize yeah. that. And it I, sounds I, like something like right before. Yeah, it's a little And long, then it says extended. break the walls. The drums there. are yeah. a little more airy or something. It's definitely yeah, a different but, sound, yeah, it was, yeah, it's like echoey. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That was that was perfect. Perfect debut. And perfect. I mean some would say like Frank best. said he was a mid card guy. We did always like him though. Yeah. For I sure. liked them too in yeah. WCW. Man, like, I, you guys, but I liked them too. We used to quote him, you know, like do a little tap, you know, Stenko, Malenko, all that stuff. But yeah, man, that's we loved him, man. And that pop is just, I mean, because that that kind of pop lives forever. Like when yeah. you watch that, you're like, holy shit! Like, dude, it, it was, was unbelievable. It was one of the best uh, live moments watching raw that i ever saw you know what i'm saying because i I rushed home just like frank to watch it uh i kind of had a feeling but once again very early internet when he showed up i i literally thought he was gonna take over you know i thought he was gonna (laughs) i was ready for the whole run i was just so hype and you know great debuts can really set you off and like the momentum can carry you to the top some bad debuts can you will talk about later. They can strangely really... though, real quick, Jericho didn't start out great. And I want to talk yeah. about that yeah. because there was all that hype for weeks. And I, I heard Jericho tell the story, or I think it was in his book. He talks about he saw this clock at the post office. It gave him yeah, a, yeah. it gave him an idea. Countdown to the millennium clock. Yep. Yeah. So cool. You know, he's always thinking. I, I he's a creative genius. I loved the vignettes, the hype. The hype was insane. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knew, but there was start to be speculation towards the end, the Millennium Countdown. But when he debuted, he was carrying in a lot of those WCW, I guess, tendencies, like isms. He even talked about that. He thought when he watches it back, he's being too goofy. Or Yeah. I just watched it again. And honestly, I remember that's the Jericho like I fell in love with in WCW. Mm-hmm. And as much as I will always try to crown Vince and defend mm-hmm. Vince, I think he damn near fucked it up because after that, that debut was amazing. And the couple yeah, weeks yeah. after, but you you said it, Duke, like the few months after he gets lost in the shuffle almost immediately. Yep. 
And it's yep. like, he even said, he's like, they told me they didn't love how I was starting my career, but they never told me what they wanted. And he really succeeded in spite of some of the. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Early on, you know, nobody can tell me that they ever wanted him to be the guy there. You know, yeah, he succeeded in spite of Vince, just like Danielson did, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Punk. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of guys, you know. Yeah. I hear Pritchard talk about like people saying like they kind of buried Jericho and he's like, Yeah, we buried him. We put him in with the rock and we put him in with Undertaker's That's first not the two. Point. And it's like, nah, dude, it's not that. You know, he got himself over during those segments, despite it taking weeks and weeks and weeks to really get that ball rolling. They know? had him lose to China, which she was awesome at the time, but they had him mixed up with China. It was a like a really weird cold feud with shamrock out of nowhere that he got replaced or by a X-Pac guy who like and... is now he like feuded with kane over a cup of coffee <laughs> yeah for a guy who's like now regarded as like one of like the top guys of all times you know his wwf run where he made it all happen had so much silly shit in it that he had mm-hmm. to like overcome like that you don't see the rock deal with not i mean the rock and stone quote are different level of superstar but triple you don't see H. triple h deal with it you don't see orton really too much to deal with like the silly stuff you know well let me ask you though because i love jericho for sure he's a top 10 for me top five top five for you i know duke don't care about ranking and making lists (laughs) but um it's just too hard but 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 the thing is you know as much as i love him and i think he's had a you know first bout hall of fame and all that i don't know if i ever saw him as an equal to any of those guys and that's maybe not his fault but i don't know man like i don't think of him in the same breath i think i think it's not his fault personally you know i think it's a you could anybody can be an equal if they make you if they put you there you know if you put because it's not like if he was put in the spot he wouldn't have ran with it he always always did great wrestlemania matches with sean great rivalries with sean as well great rivalries with benoit and angle Everything he did so much undisputed champion stuff was really good. Promos His always with the rock me. previous to that yeah. was awesome. Like so, like whenever he was in a spot, it's not like oh he's disappointing, you know. Because sometimes just get in that spot, they get cold feet or whatever it is. And uh, I think they the tried. To, I think they tried much. to tweak him too much. And I know yeah. he's been like he's always talked about. He wanted to change his character over the years, like t- Undertaker and stuff, but. Besides his own doing, like early on, they they tried to tweak him so much, and, and I just wish they let Jericho be Jericho when he from WCW because I thought there he is was money. Not to be all smart about it, but there is all that talk. Jericho said it himself, like him and Triple H weren't like boys, you know. Um, as much as he loved Shawn Michaels, Triple H and Shawn Michaels were boys, and I think all this stuff probably kept him at a level below. As long as those guys had any kind of influence in the company. Jericho was only going to reach so high and he, yeah. he reached crazy heights, but that's despite that company, like maybe not putting the same emphasis on him. Cause like, if you're telling me, I know you guys love him, but Shawn Michaels is like the, the legend he is. I think Jericho's of like similar caliber. I think he's oh. maybe, he's a, I think he's a better promo too. I think he's a better promo than Sean. So it's like, <clears throat> if you count all those things, I know it's blasphemous for a lot of people, but if, if Jericho's gets the same love and the same stroke and the same everything that Sean gets, I don't know that his trajectory like of his career is like 
any worse than Sean's is. Sean is like one of the goats of the WWF. And this sounds Jericho bad. Kinda... This sounds bad, and I feel like because I do love Jericho, but Jericho to me, like sometimes over those years, he felt like like a wannabe, like he was like trying to be bigger than even the like we thought of him as. It's just. I don't know if I ever bought him as that like a top, top, top guy. And we'll have to get into that one day when we di- dissect his career, which we will. I have love for Jericho. Let's talk about the debut a little bit more, though. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember him? You said he was rambling a little bit, but do you guys remember him? He was almost playing like a delusional type of guy because he came in and was like talking about low ratings and saving the <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is, you know, once again, it's part of a storyline. It's kind of a weird one is silly but it was cool like he came in and he interrupted the rock did you guys you know once that once that promo was over did you feel like me like nothing could stop this guy you know at that time no, i thought it was gonna be a man yeah i thought he was gonna be a man i was all in oh that was like because i like jericho that took him to the next level though you know what i mean i liked him i thought he was very cool in wcw but i never really saw him as the main event guy at that point and he was a made man that night yeah yeah exactly that night i was just like oh this dude is going to be the truth you know he looked i had a a similar moment with eddie guerrero in terms of like that main event level on a monday night raw when he did a crazy promo against the rock you know and it was one of those moments where i was like this dude i was like eddie could be one of these top dudes where you may have not thought that before you know right so, Duke, uh, any closing thoughts on Jericho's debut from you? And I think we said it all. I mean, for something to, you know, whatever, what is it, 23 years later? And yeah. we're still like, when I, I think goosebumps are a very wrestling fan thing. It's mm-hmm. like when you talk to your wrestling fans, like, oh my God, it gives me goosebumps. And like, <laughs> a lot of people don't get that. But yeah. like, for those moments that, like that's an all time like historic moment that yeah. will always like to get that reaction out of you, like the goosebumps and like that pop, and you're like, God damn, like it's unbelievable yeah. that the if we the could, pop that he gets, you know. If we could somehow, you know, sometime down the road talk about, you know, when time stopped in a rest like when you were watching wrestling when did time stop for you that was that's definitely one like oh mm-hmm. for sure right 100%. before his name flashes time stops it was crazy yep. i loved yeah. it and and it was all part of the video packages the vignettes we'll call them they they usually add depth to a character they give some extra detail you know they show sometimes the character outside of a wrestling ring outside of the arena even just it, it always helps build a character. And I've always loved vignettes. That's my, you know, one of my favorite things in wrestling. I wish they would do more, but they fell off and they don't know how to do them anymore. That was unbelievable. <laughs> no, no, no. That was perfect. I'm coming to the WWF. All I want is what I got coming for me. The world, Chico. Everything in it. My favorite vignettes weren't ones that I saw as they happened. I saw them retroactively. Guys like Mr. Perfect and Razor Ramon. When I think of guys who debuted with a vignette, 
those two stand out. Those are two of my all-time favorite guys. I think peak wrestling vignette stuff right there too especially especially perfect i thought his were like all-time classic you know razor i just love razor so anything he did i was there but you know overall those two guys to me stand out yeah but you guys well vignettes like i said they're near and dear to my heart um i feel like it's always the best way to bring in a wrestler you know any at any time this could be current day if you do it right obviously Nobody's going to accept some of that stuff that went on back then. You know what I mean? If you try to bring introduce him, Mr. Perfect, now throwing a touchdown to himself, hmm. people are going to crush it before it even debuts, and they'll they'll can it because everybody's too cool now. But Duke, favorite vignettes for you? Do you prefer that method of bringing in a wrestler? Oh my god, there's so many. Um, so I watched like other wrestling. Yes. besides wwf yes, so yes. like i watched whatever wrestling was available like um you know i watched eastern championship wrestling like before it was ecw i watched uwf which was like mid-south what it became i watched nwa i watched awa on um espn global wrestling federation so like i saw some of these guys before they came to the wwf and i remember the vignette for the million dollar man <laughs> and i was so salty because like believe it or not ted dibiase was like a huge good guy mm-hmm. in the uwf so like i was like what like he's a bad guy now so like that's one that stands out um were you able to un- were you able to unsee and forget previous dibiase did they oh yeah i hated him I hated him. Um, yeah. But uh, Gold Dust was a big one. Like, I remember those. Vi- I, I didn't know it was him. Like, I knew Dustin Rhodes. I saw him. But, like, when he came back, like, I did not know that was Dustin Rhodes. You know, I love stuff. Yeah, I love the Gold Dust uh, vignettes. I'm glad you brought those up. That was going the extra mile. I heard they snuck on to like the uh, the Hollywood back. Uh, where was it, Frank? Mm-hmm. I see you up there acknowledging. Where was no, that? No, I'm just acknowledging them. I don't know where that. I remember that back lot. I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure which. Like they kind of they crashed. Yeah, yeah. They, they I mean, crashed an yeah. award show. It was. I could. Yeah. I could name vignettes all night. Razor Ramones was awesome. Like yeah, even Jeff Jarrett. You know, him in the cars. Like oh yeah, Jeff oh, yeah. Jarrett. Yep. Um, even though that was so like silly, like the well, idea. That's what I mean. He's gonna yeah, like use the WWF as a stepping stone. Like, <laughs> and you I know actually who they just watched of... those too. Sorry, sorry. The, you, a guy who like later in the run who they actually did vignettes with that it, it made him cool immediately upon arrival was alberto del rio oh if you remember yeah like they did that it reminded me of the razor stuff but almost more like of a cocky rich guy you know yeah but he always had that like kind of million dollar man Mm -hmm. type. i love del rio i I remember those vignettes it made me like instantly i was like i can't wait for this dude to be and like when he came i I was a del rio guy for sure it it works it's it's cool to see guys to like debut out of nowhere that you're like that's you know, more my thing i like yeah. uh maybe even a tiny bit of build up like um a personal favorite that's an old school older school was uh when the gangsters debuted in ecw do you guys know that one it's like uh, no it's I, like 
public enemy in the street and there's graffiti that says like terminate on site and they're mm -hmm. like we're not the only hood guys anymore type of thing you know i remember that and now then, yeah yeah and then like in the middle of a match the gangsters come out of nowhere did they have know. natural born killers then yeah 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 it was okay, like, well yeah. they came through the crowd though so that, oh, okay. that night you didn't hear it but okay and it was like they just kill those dudes yeah. leave them bloody the the police arrest them they drag them out of the building it all felt very real it was at the yeah. arena you know yeah. so it felt like oh my god this is like monstrous violent, debut you know? yeah yeah very violent but public enemy at the time were like I, they may have been the champions even you, you know so like for the gangsters to show up and cut that and then what's cool was that they did uh like a little promo of them and they're like you know, under the bridge outside the ECW arena, that parking area, they're like standing on top of a car. Like they, they pan up to them. There's like gangster music playing, and they just cut this crazy promo. And it was just like, these dudes they're gonna kill who everybody, most likely public enemy, but everybody, you know. Yeah, so you like, bought it right away. Right? I like like something like that, like a slight tease, and then they're there. They show up. I like stuff like that oftentimes. Yeah, I think it's a tried and it's a tried and true thing with the vignettes. They got away from them uh, for yeah, whatever they still, reason. They still do like they do them in NXT, um, but they, they don't put a lot of production into them. Uh, the the previous one they did, um, the guy that was Fabian Eichner, I forget his name now. Okay, but they did like a little. Um, a little vignette for him. It was so good that I forget his name. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But well, nah, they did he's... it for Wardlow. They tried a little bit of like leap build up. They had to like, mm -hmm. but they were they weren't crazy. Overall, but... I love them. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Um, but I do like when I think they're they're probably necessary for guys that we don't know, you know, or if they're being repackaged. But like. You know, if a guy's showing up like from another company or whatever and they just show up, I think that's special too. Um, yeah. And totally. like for me, like I don't, I don't read wrestling news sites anymore and it makes it better for like surprises and stuff. You always hear stuff, of course, but like if you, um, if you want to be surprised and like try to immerse yourself into like this fantasy, yeah, bullshit that we call pro wrestling. Stay away from the dirt sheets. Yeah, man. get off the like, sheets. The sheets. Hey, are I always do that. I always dirty. Do that lead up, lead up to the rumble. Yep. Rumble to mania, mania, all that stuff. SummerSlam, man. I don't know. Sometimes I'll, if I'm feeling into the show, maybe I'll stay away from stuff. But yeah, I can't tell yeah. you the last time I looked at that stuff because it's it's really cool when a guy shows up and you're like, holy shit, yeah. you know, like. No, stay um, stay off the sheets. That shit will kill you. Yeah. they're dirty they're dirty that, real but, quick you know as somebody who is on the sheets all the time when you somebody when they do surprise are you, you on though, the sheets you, all the time I, yeah i read all that stuff I, I have like my daily sites i check out and like a couple of them are wrestling you know and then like my twitter is all wrestling but you know when like they still surprise you or somebody out of the blue comes because i taylor my buddy taylor who john met i was watching the aw pay-per-view taylor when William Regal showed up, I marked out. I popped because I had no. That respect. shit was awesome. And you know his I mean? promo, like, dude. Yeah. I didn't think shit. Regal was going to show up, especially like after a match or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, that was awesome. And like I popped and Taylor wasn't even super familiar with Regal. But for me, it was like, whoa. And like, so like when they do get you because you, you're so used to the spoilers, I think that makes it even a little more yep. special in ways. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you got me. They work. They work the sheets. 
Yeah, right? they worked to work the sheets. So real quick, just to close it out on the the vignette debuting. I remember Gold Dust. The, the vignettes were awesome. He debuts, uh, took oh that God, took so that cool. wig off, and I, yeah. I was like. I what <laughs> it, it blew it blew my mind, but uh, some yeah. some cool ones real quick from guys later on that I know Duke you'll appreciate. Sean O'Hare's were amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. They they once again like we're talking about vignettes. Hey, man, the debut. Hey, dude. Like yeah, for sure. He should have been. He had it, man. Love Sean O'Hare. Nathan Jones, those were very, very that was well thinking done. Nathan yes. Jones. When you said dude, Sean O'Hare, I thought Nathan another Jones. Fuck, what a cool ass dude that just it just, he just wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Wasn't. he looked cool. He looked like scary. You appreciate your wife more. If you play your cards right, you might even learn a few things. And believe me, your wife will thank you later. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Question might. If you had 10 years of free time, what would you do? I know what I did. In time, mate. In time. Getting back to um, Jericho for a minute. Let's talk about some more monumental debuts, memorable debuts, some of the biggest that arguably biggest that uh, have happened. Biggest literally won the chop jumps off the page for me is the big show i'm staying the wwf for now with this one but it was saint valentine's day massacre i guess like 99 was yeah, it yeah something like that before jericho age. yeah it had to be before jericho right he was he was in there i think so yeah he was like the first i want to yeah, he was like the know, first like the first wcw, WCW guy, yeah. guy yeah yeah i thought dude i was that that was actually one i think that was spoiled by um someone well i guess it couldn't be because it was live but so I felt like people started to kind of like chatter about it. I think the beginning it. of the internet. Like yeah. Not everybody had it or was on it, but like you kind of heard stuff, you know, like yeah, similar to the Jericho thing, you know. But the Through the, the Ring debut, man, that was oh, yeah. so, really yeah, well for some people, you know. For him, for, like for, for him. Yeah, for like, like, like big yeah. guys like that, for yeah. sure. That was and awesome. And he throws Austin the on the cage. That was really yeah. cool. Like that was yeah. good well thought out thing it made him look strong austin still got the win you know like i thought that was neat that was an amazing debut uh yeah staying with bigger men undertaker he take it back old school there that was something i guess you know if you watched wcw religiously back then when he came out i'm sure you were like i know that guy i for sure knew mean mark house because i honestly always liked him i thought he was like he because he did the the walking on the rope thing as mean mark like right i'm like holy shit like that dude's a big dude you know yeah. like to be doing that and he was a skyscraper mm -hmm. you know so i did always like him and actually when he was the undertaker i thought it was like lame because i was like <laughs> of course I fucking know this guy yeah, you know what yeah. i mean but i i got i got all in I was the Undertaker yeah. for Halloween. Well, I, I last year. I'm joking. Yeah, I mean, so was I. Yeah, but no, yeah, I, I want to be Jimmy Hart this year. That's a cool debut, for sure. Like no doubt, because you just didn't know. Yeah, that, that's what makes that one cool. It wasn't the spectacle of it all. wasn't like quite as big as some of these other ones, but it was just cool. That's, like, who's that's this dead the dude? thing. Like yeah. when you're going through these debuts, there's a lot of cool ones that I remember. Yeah. But like the, 
the yeah. big crowd pops are like that's mm-hmm. where it's at you know some like, of the biggest um, names weren't really given a grand no you know, red carpet rick flair. rollout rick flair did you mm-hmm. ever see rick flair's wwf debut no just it's like out. in a studio yeah yeah, yeah. that's like, the same and, thing with macho man and wcw they just kicked it to the backstage and gene was well, asking was him like a question saturday night or something wcw saturday night he's like i yeah. got a history with hogan and it was that was it and it was like although brett's Macho another Man's... terrible one brett's wcw yeah baby. we're not even going to talk about uh, brett and WCW. <laughs> macho men's okay. and wwf like it was cool yeah like um all the managers came out they're all courting mm-hmm. macho men you know but like it was not in front of like this huge, you know, it doesn't feel. Yeah. Big, it's different. Yeah. You know? And that like, built up to like, let's call it a debut. It was over weeks and weeks of, of uh, them all trying to win his managerial. Yeah. Yeah. Which know, was super the manager. cool. Yeah. You know, it was like cool. super cool. And people have done that just... over and over again. Right. Like bring a guy in and have the manager. I think Jade Cargill had that kind of introduction where the managers were. Was her manager. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Vince I feel is kicking himself for that one, man. Yeah, that right. she is that. a yeah. superstar, super duper sure star. Did. Another one that was huge was uh, Pillman in ECW. Super oh, cool. Yeah. I mean super that cool. that shook, you know, that shook everything that, up. That look everyone's at that head was crowd, spinning. Man. Oh yeah, look at Talk that. About... That crowd was. That crowd and like, is you a believe... crowd that's literally like, holy yep. shit. And they, they, were, even, they can't and believe what's happening. They were smart marks. Yeah. Like yeah. the ECW fans. And they were like, oh shit. Like, and then they were confused. The off, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that was super cool. Very cool. Yeah. That was one where you could see, like you said, the crowd going nuts. Like that was another time where it felt like, I guess, time stood still for a minute because he, nobody knew where he was going. Right. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, once again, everybody. Got he got worked. Bischoff to fire him, they say. Yep. Like, that's how the yep. story goes. Yeah. He got Bischoff to fire him for real, yep. for the mm-hmm. angle. Yep. And then just bailed, you know? Just yep. Like, how, real quick, how, how do you guys remember him coming into the WWF? Remind me, because I kind of don't. Did he just show up? Pillman? Yeah, for, for me, he was he was just there already, you know? So, like, I don't have... wasn't a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. To me, the, I remember like him, like, doing interviews and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't remember his exact debut. Real quick, though, if we're going to talk about Pillman, I always think, like, what he could have been. I know it's getting way off topic, but, like, could he have been if he didn't get, like, injured, injured like he did? Him. Like, I always think, like... He's Austin. Because he was Innovative. super talented, man. He's like, Austin, man. Really, he is That's what on I'm the saying. Level. Like, would he... Would he have been that like main event guy? You know, one I, million I percent. Think about. Yeah, I you think, think so. that. Yeah, I really do. Bill Bryan is not part of the deal. This is not part of the deal. Deal. It's not part of the deal. 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 I do whatever I want, whenever I want. No, dude, he would have been on top if he was healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain. And honestly, he probably would have been one of my. He's still one of my favorites. But mm-hmm. if you main event some big shows in WrestleMania, shout out to Zern because Zern always loved Pillman. Zern loved Pillman, man. That was always his guy. Taz, how'd you guys feel about mm-hmm. his debut, mm-hmm. WWF debut? I'm, I'm gonna stay in the WWF for a minute because it was pretty epic. I mean, nah, super epic. Debut with a splash. Awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. 
And that's talk about the roof. Yeah. Talk that's about a, the roof coming off, exactly. dude. Watch that again. Holy and that's shit. A, and that's another guy who, like I was saying with like Public Enemy or, or the gangsters, they, they sort of teased it, but it wasn't too much. You would randomly see his logo pop up during SmackDown or whatever show it was, you know. And then at the room, you didn't know when he was coming or who it really was. If you were smart, maybe you put the tattoo design together, you know, his arm tattoo. But that was one where when Kurt Angle does like, what was it, like an open challenge kind of thing yeah. that he did in the ring and then Taz's music hit, you see his face, it was like, whoa. And that's New York too. That's Madison Square Garden, yeah. I believe, right? It so was. That crowd popping for him so hard. They gave him some really cool music. Like it, mm-hmm. yeah, super cool. Yeah, that music. That music was awesome. Yeah, and then so really I, quick, I love that. I loved it too, Duke. Did you did you love it? Oh my god! Oh yeah. And any again, when you give me a debut where the crowd reacts like that, that's something that lives forever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like all these other debuts are cool to me and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. I remember Macho Man showing up and stuff like that, but like. Those are the types of things that live forever that everybody will damn man, remember that pop Taz got, you know, yeah. like that it's all downhill the from there. That, <laughs> no, unfortunately. Yeah, and we could say that about of, a few of these guys. No, man. I think there's no. still some debuts that we can talk about or oh, debuts that no, were, no, no. I mean for Taz, it was all downhill. Sure, yeah, there. for sure. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That I mean, was the know, pinnacle of his WWF. It run. was unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, once again, like as 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 smart as Vince was in certain aspects, he, nobody can tell me that if, you know, if he didn't make the guy, he wasn't going to get over. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it that's seems why, like, that a lot, like we talked about Jericho, Jericho succeeded in spite of Vince McMahon, you know, mm-hmm. like, because talent just sometimes, you know, is able to rise above all that bullshit, you know, the, the, the politics and Triple H holding people down because I love triple h but come on man like of course he did like he's speaking jealousy jealousy is a thing and it's a terrible thing but it's a real thing like people are jealous and they don't people want to see you do good just don't do better than me Mm -hmm. you know and like Mm -hmm. that happens very often in pro wrestling well it seems like that business you have to protect your spot at all costs and if you're an alpha you'll do it or whatever, maybe it's not an alpha thing, it's a political thing, but one way or another. politics thing, yeah, because Triple H, you know, he was just a jabroni for a long, for many years, you know, until, you know, he got in with the right people, you know what I mean? He, he was good, though, man. To the I think he was good. I, dude, I, like, like I like Triple H. I like Triple H, but it bums me out when you think back on things, you know, yeah. like it hurts his legacy for me personally. Because well, it's just like, I mean, he did. I remember being at SmackDown. He fought Taz. Yeah, um, and beat him in f- yeah. four minutes. You and know what I mean? Just, yeah, but Moxley's <laughs> doing that right now with uh, Vance yeah, Warner. But, Mance Warner. Yeah, but, but Mance Warner's nobody like he – Taz was the ECW champion at that moment, you know, and like – and very, very over still with like people – you know, and uh, I love Taz and ECW, man. He mm-hmm. cut some awesome ass promos. I was like, never a fan. I hope he gets off commentary. You know what's uh, funny is that I wasn't too. a big ECW Jeez. Taz fan. Oh either. man, I love like when he ECW. came to uh WWF, I was like mm-hmm. way more pumped for it just yeah. because he was the ECW guy coming mm-hmm. over. But like in ECW, because like I love Sabu, you know, I love the RVD, those are like yeah. my guys in ECW more so. So Taz was just 
a guy who's beating them guys often, especially Sabu. So well, they did a great job. They did a great job with his debut for whatever came after that. You know, we'll we'll talk about that. I'm sure. Speaking of ECW guys, though, staying in WWF, but the Radicals. <laughs> it was a cool day. De- it was a cool way to debut four guys at once. I think they were oh, yeah. all part of ECW at one point. Coming from uh, WCW, though, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what you guys think? Because that was man around that time they were debuting guys left and right before it. They just showed up. They were on front row, row. Yeah, front that... row yeah. yeah, which is cool. All wearing their yeah. fancy shirts that you yeah. never really saw them in. Yeah, yeah, you know. But but it's like iconic to me when I think of like cool ass dudes like or teams. You know, there's obviously the big ones, the horsemen, whoever, whoever. But I always drop in the radicals because they just looked like money to me they obviously all could go even perry saturn who people always go oh who's the odd man out perry saturn but i I thought perry saturn was the shit dude he was just definitely his wwf run is it was a shame they put him with a fucking mop yeah yeah you know but like but him and in raven's flock when he was just like full psycho he was awesome dude perry saturn and then the eliminators previous to that yeah the eliminators they were awesome man it's like perry saturn to me is like when people always kind of dog him in terms of that crew because you had like these legendary you know wrestlers and then perry saturn but i think perry saturn was super legit he doesn't get well i think i think now ben was the one that's yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. You know what was cool about that was they had really no affiliation in WCW on screen. Yeah, but, yeah. But they came in as a group and it wasn't even like the same old bullshit invasion shit. It was mm-hmm. just like we're four guys here to like we're here. Like and they worked with DX right away. I remember specifically though, they like segued them into this too cool feud. And I was just like, just like that, man. They're already like and then they, they added them. Do you remember they added them to them and DX were like all yeah, buds? Very random, bro. So also, Eddie breaking his arm. Yeah, that was right, that right was, away. Uh, that yep. sucked too. You yep. know, like that was an, such an, a, shame. a move he's done a million times. Yeah, just that time it broke his arm, you know. Yep. Popped Poor his arm guy, man. Was. Yep. I know. It was it was an awesome debut, though. I mean, right, I, was so cool. I, I wasn't ready for it. It was once again out of the blue. I know I I didn't have that one spoiled for me. So. Oh, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, it was, it was like, just there they are one day, you know, and I love Eddie. And yeah. and Benoit, you know, he was a top 10 guy for me, you know, so it was like, and, you know, and I respect Dino. Yeah. So, you know, that, that crew was just cool to me because I've always been a Saturn fan as well, you know, even mm-hmm. when people shit on him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's an awesome, that's an awesome one for me. Yeah, and so I want to mention two quick ones uh, from the WCW world, and then I want to bring up one of my favorite debuts, but two quick ones. Jake coming in i don't know if you guys remember how he debuted but he came in i think through the crowd versus sting and that was at the time i guess kind of unheard of guys jumping from wwf to wcw and like just showing up Mm -hmm. so he kind of made an impact and the other one would be piper at the end of halloween havoc 96 he came in to confront the nwo Mm -hmm. not you know not a whole lot of build but two huge debuts from the wcw side of it um, do you guys remember either one of those, or I know you probably don't remember Jake Frank, but do you guys no. remember when when Piper came in? I, I I vaguely remember Piper. Remind me, like how? Because he came in and it was instantly with Hogan. Is that yeah? Right? Instantly was promising to like rid the WCW of the NWO, but it was a huge name, and it was yeah. You know, it was it was one of the biggest that you know in WCW anyway. Because I don't Dude, want to mention Brett. About- 
you want to talk a big WCW that's also a personal fave was Scott Hall debuting through the crowd. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's another you one. You stole John's heat though, because he was working to that. No, no, no. <laughs> Where he? I, no, I, I was saving that for later, but I, I we can talk about saying, it now. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, we're talking WCW to me. That's the one I think of, you know, like that's because you know he's my guy, but so cool, innovative. You know, like that was that you that's when you want to talk about feeling real. Oh, yeah. You know, like and this is pre-internet days, too. We're talking 96, yep. right? It was like mid 96. So like coming through the crowd in the middle of a match, announcers acting confused, the wrestlers in the ring just stopping what they're doing, not sure what to do. The referees like talking. To, it, it all felt like very like, whoa, this is crazy. Did Razor just invade, you know, the. Yep. The teasing with the promo, like you know who I am, you know, not saying his name, but he's telling, he's like, you guys know, you who, know I am, who I am, but you, you don't, don't know why. why I am. It's classic, love it. Classic. I mean, he debuted in the middle. R.I.P. Man, Rest in peace, that. man. That makes That's me sad. Corny, dude. That's the dumbest shit Cheers in a long, Razor. long Scott time. Hall, fucking legend. For sure, Man. one of my my childhood favorites. But it was uh, Mike Enos and I think one of the Duncan boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry to disrespect. Who, who was Bobby Duncan Jr.? I think it was Mike Enos versus Bobby Duncan or no, one. no, no. Is that a cat? Yeah, there's a cat back yeah, there. Yeah, there's a cat. Oh shit, he's Fucking, cool. What's his name? A, it's a run in Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> he he's can't cute. hear a damn thing, bro. Bring him in. No, he can't hear anything. Deaf is he's uh, deaf? yeah, he's deaf. Uh-huh. So Scott Hall coming in and yeah, mid match, it felt real. It's one of the biggest ever. It, yeah. It's one. It's, it's who the it's, hell did he fight? Because it's not Bobby Duncan. Come on, it was. Uh, was it like an Armstrong? Frank, come on, Steve Dahl. Sure, was it there really you go. Steve yeah, Dahl? Steve Dahl, yeah. Did you oh, look that up or is that I did look memory? it up? I didn't remember. Oh, okay. Is Steve Dahl like well well done? Well done. Steve yeah, well done. done. Yeah, yeah, nice. exactly. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, there Bobby, you go. Bobby Dunkel. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott Hall's debut. Where did that come from? <laughs> I just remember like some curly blonde haired dude. That, dude, I mean, He's I'm looking at God, they're very different people, John. Steve Dahl and Bobby Duncan Jr. I was way too distracted, not only by Scott Hall's debut, but Mike Eno's wearing chaps to wrestle in. It was just, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. was hard. It was really, yeah. it was strange. Chaps are confusing. But the and way I like how they act like they're going to beat him up. They're like, at first, like they're pissed off that this, like, yeah. outside. it's like, bro, don't get, don't get fucked up. Right. Like Scott Hall looking like a million bucks with his denim on denim. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that, dude, he pulled that shit off. Yeah, so yeah. cool. So, so, so cool. He still had a tinge of the accent. I mean, yeah. it was still... One of the, talk about cool guys. One of the coolest dudes. The oh, yeah. coolest. In the history. I don't yeah. know. That's 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 another show. Top 10 coolest guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Top five for sure. But Nash, I, think, I think he's the guy. Yeah, I think he's the guy. He just oozes yeah. that cool to me. It's, you know? I, I can think settle it. Really cool. It's yeah. Nash, Hall, Miz. In that order, yeah, clearly. So Scott Hall, the cool, the cool thing about Scott Hall, or I don't know if it's cool or not, but that was a re-debut, technically, right? Yeah, yep. yeah part of the WCW, before. you know. But you know, he was nobody then. Mm-hmm. You know, the Diamond Stud. I honestly did always like him, though. I always thought he was cool as the Diamond Stud. 
Dude, I um, loved I loved him coming in. It obviously led to one of my favorite guys, Nash, coming in right after him. Yeah. It started everything. We all been there down this NWO road a million times, but we loved that debut. He, like I said, was part of WCW before, technically a re-debut. Other guys that came back to a company, we'll call it a re-debut list, it's Lex Luger. So him showing oh, up yeah. on Nitro, we'll call it a debut. It is a debut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how'd you guys feel about Luger coming in there? I mean, cool. That was the first Nitro, right? So yep. the you need Mall that of America. Big, you need that moment, that shock value moment, you know, like to me because I've never that was the yeah. moment of that show. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, and you guys are way bigger Lex guys than me. Just I just he just never grabbed me as a kid, but that's that's a moment. That's a moment forever, you know. He's a big name, jumping ship on the first show, make yep. a yeah, splash, that's top know? button buttons, yeah. white shirt. And I remember, shirt. I remember like his promo and everything. Yeah. Like I remember exactly like what he said to Hogan. Like I'm sick of playing with kids. I've been <laughs> to the same place as you've been. Blah blah blah. You know. Um, Isn't it weird how when he showed up on Nitro, he was instantly a main eventer again? In yeah. our eyes, after yeah. floundering and like bullshit hey, tag dude, matches, because I'm currently watching '95 WWE, and I mean, Jesus Christ, like, how do you mess him up? Like, they put him in a tag team, like, yeah. it's I know. just so well, Vince weird. didn't and create him, you know, and you said I, that earlier. I think this is finally the year, though, that he's going into the Hall of Fame. Because I don't know if you guys saw, they're doing the biography on them. A and E. Yeah. Oh, so I good. think it's it has to be finally like yeah, like him or not, dude. That guy was a main eventer in both companies. He was a WCW champion multiple times. Like he is absolutely a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you have a Hall 100%. of Fame, one hundred percent. Yeah. He has to million. be in it. He's got to yeah, be in it. And he's to be. And he's first ballot. And whether you and were the, a fan the or not, the debut was awesome. Like I remember watching that live and being like, "Oh shit!" You know. And like yep. you said, instantly. Yeah. You know, like, and that was so cool. Like, it was like um Luger, Sting, Hogan, and Macho, and like. That was just so awesome, man. They could have done so much with that. Like, mm-hmm. well, it was. It, we're talking all about the debuts, and that was an awesome one. We're still talking about it. It's one of you know the most monumental. We were talking about guys that re-debuted with you know the same company. So real quick, I want to bring it back to Hall, Nash, Hogan, real quick because NWO shit's been done to death. But them coming into the WWF, yeah, that that re-debut because they were all there before. Uh, like. Did it feel disappointing to you guys right off the bat? Were you still hype after? You know, I, so I, I was hyped, but I'm more, I was mostly hyped for that after that psycho Vincent man promo about the lethal dose of poison in the chair <laughs> and all that shit. And because I just have a vivid memory of that. I was grounded. My mom had me grounded. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't watch shit. But I knew SmackDown was on. So like I was trying to like sneak it. I remember I would stand by the TV with the volume <laughs> practically at zero watching the fucking show. And if I heard That's my mom, I would turn it off so and like lay down. You know, but like 
I remember watching with like the volume as low as it could be and Vince cutting that thing. And I'm like watching, like, what is he talking about? And then he turns around in the chair and seeing the dude, I remember Did turning off the TV. Yeah, I popped. I remember turning off the TV and like laying in bed because I'm grounded and can't do shit. <laughs> Thinking, right, hold like, on, oh hold God. on. We're not going to vilify your mom. What did you do <laughs> to deserve this? School. Most likely did... school. It was always school. Okay. So what? Yeah. You were just doing bad at school? Yeah, most likely. That's what All I right. always got grounded for. Usually. Your mom's a goddamn saint. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Amen. I remember like seeing the NWO logo. Smackdown ends, laying in bed all jacked, like, what the fuck? <laughs> NWO's coming, you know, because I was such an NWO Did guy, you watch man. that, like, with very low volume? Yeah, it was almost fucking muted. Like you couldn't That's hear it. Hilarious. I was standing by the TV, like with my ear like to the TV so my mom wouldn't hear. Because <laughs> that was like classic Vince, you know, oh, yeah, um, yeah. like really hot, like dialing it up for that one. So it's just oh, I could God. imagine like trying to watch it with low volume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched that at Duke's house. I remember specifically. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, we watched that at your house. He turned around. The, the the writing i don't know whose idea it was does it make a lot of sense i don't know why is everybody yeah. on a chair <laughs> yeah 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 but I it mean, was cool it was a reveal it's no uh it's no higher power thing and that's that. because flair's <laughs> taken over right like isn't that the story like flair's now gonna yeah. be like mm-hmm. in charge of the company or whatever it was so yeah, he's gonna kill boys. his he's gonna kill his own product Dude, man flair super was sick. great at that he, time, he still too, did man. he still had holy it. shit he did he looked really good there but the, yeah, the NWO coming in, it was at, uh, was it No Way Out, actually? So it, yeah, it worked. No in, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the yeah, NWO. The, yeah, so that yep. it yep. worked as an NWO thing. But um, they came out, they cut a really weird promo. Like, we're just nice guys. <laughs> yeah. We're here to yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about keeping storylines going. So, but that shit made no sense. And it, by the, you I, know. I, But you know what I like? Yeah. And maybe this is just me being a mark for those guys, I guess. But. What I did like about it was like they'd go backstage. They're like, "Hey, Rock, we're Dude, friendly that's guys." That's the funniest and you shit knew, ever. But like, you knew, but you knew it was bullshit. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I do like about it. I understand though completely, like how it's not like one of the best or any of that. But I do just like that. It's we're teasing, like, "Hey, brother, let's shake hands." Yeah, you know, and everybody's like, like suspicious of them and also like I like that kind of thing, the uncomfortable, the unease. But uh, but I understand. I understand. Well, brothers is the rock. hey brothers it's stone cold i thought that was hilarious and i I real quick um i know i don't want to get off topic but like hogan in the nwo that guy had so much fun dude Mm -hmm. like when you watch him he's having so much fun doing that extended his career at 10 years oh my god you know what i mean yeah yeah no, because I, if he I, doesn't do that people are over him you know it's a shame but people people were getting over him dude for sure yeah he was allowed to do and say whatever he wanted, you know, in, in, in the realm of, you know, TV, yeah. you know, um, but he, man, he did have fun. He just let loose. He, usually it was just like, he would let like Vincent hold the belt or some random dude hold the belt. And he's just like hanging out. I love yeah. him. In the NWO, <laughs> yeah. man. It's funny because in the moment, like I hated him. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, I look back and I'm like, he's just having so much fun doing this, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's that appreciation, you know, as you get older for like the bad guys and stuff, I guess. I remember some of the uh, the fun times around that NWO era, though, like the WWF NWO. It was I remember specifically, I think it was Zern, like it was all about how Kane was interacting with them. And uh, it was like 
they were starting to mix other guys in with the NWO at that point. And that, and that brings me to King because I want to talk about his debut. A huge mm. one. That's one of my favorites. And I was yeah, kind of building one. up to talk about him. Um, yep. It's technically a repackaging. You know, uh, yeah, technically, yeah, that was his third chance. Which, I mean, how many guys got that? Mm -hmm. You know, he's very fortunate, yeah, that you know, Vince got it right, even like Undertaker, Undertaker had the cosign, like they gave him a chance, you know. I mean, that was they got it right, like talk about one that you remember and that lives, like. Do you guys remember, like, what, yeah, he like Vince said, you know, that's Mm -hmm. gotta be. That's, that's gotta, gotta be king. We still, you know I mean? we we still say that. that. We still yeah. say so that. So, like, yeah. you know, like that's um, that's we, one of those that lives forever because it's like, and he comes in and is a monster. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Like, what Rips was it like? Three tombstones. Yeah. Rips the you door know? off the cage first. Yeah, yeah. dude, crazy. Yep. Like that he had like a it. monstrous debut. Yeah. Still, still like you know, Taker still looks strong. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Like he lost the match, but like it's because this monster interfered and. I was deathly afraid of him at 14 years old. And I don't know if that's normal, but I still was afraid of wrestlers at 14. Dude, so. He was a monster. He was an actual he monster. Like he felt ripping. like an actual monster. He yeah. was awesome. Did, dude. It was amazing. It was one of my favorite debuts from just the visuals. Uh, like you guys talked about ripping off the cage, the, the fire, music. The music. You know? And that, that oh, yeah. music it's was like also classic. a little different in the beginning. Yeah. Thing. like oh yeah the crow packaged as like the crow because yeah i was gonna get into him yep okay because he yeah. didn't next come... yeah okay sorry to jump the gun no. but um he comes back and it's not quite the crow thing mm-hmm. he's got kind of just the white but like right it's something that i do remember do you remember what he says what is that he says the only thing about the only thing for sure about sting it's, it's nothing, nothing for sure, for sure. And like so, the NWO, like kind of feeds him yeah. the NWO thing, and they're like, "All right, yeah, come with us," you know. Yeah. So, no, so I'm glad remember, you mentioned I, that. I remember Crow's thing with the vulture. Yeah, Do you remember that? Super so what's cool. that? Hell is, yeah, that was awesome. So is that like? The I think first that might have been crow? exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been when he actually had the whole. Yeah, because I remember him all crowed out. Yeah, yeah. Then he had the vulture. That was at like was the at clash the of the champions. I think. Yeah, yeah. Something. I think so. I think yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. No, Very that's cool. that's that was next on the list, at least for me, because I wanted to talk about other guys that were repackaged, like Kane and Stain comes to mind. Talk about two Hall of Fame careers and two different gimmicks. That's a rarity. Dude, with with Sting, we could even talk about. I know it's lesser, but debuting in Impact or TNA, yep. Yep. and then his debut in AEW as another major surprise that you know he like, he always and then had... his debut in the WWE. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't mean to laugh because I like disappointing. You know and... that was, but. Was it? Big I moments. mean, I was super pumped for that, and the fucking crowd. Yeah, that yeah. crowd's crazy, man. And yeah. again, as someone who doesn't like read, you know, the wrestling news, mm-hmm. like I had no, I had no idea that was happening. Yeah. So he showed up, and like the crowd was electric for that, and Dude, I 
a recent I mean, goosebump one of my moment. all-time fate. A recent goosebump so. moment for me was his AEW because I just yeah. had no idea that yep. Sting would show up, yep. and I and it was cool because we knew it was winter is coming, yep. you know, and then the yep. music goes out and it sounds cool and it's snowing and all that shit, yep. and then when like Sting's, I remember texting my friends like because I would watch the uh, the East Coast feed of AEW mm-hmm. and my buddies out here would have to wait for the West Coast time, so you know I'd be like oh it's a good one make sure you guys check it out or whatever. And I remember, like, you guys have to watch. I was like, I can't spoil it, but yeah, like, you guys must watch Dynamite tonight, you know, because especially my buddy Taylor, who's a big sting, sting mark, you know. That so got him got... into AEW, right? He was into AEW because we went to the first show. Oh, okay. you know, like, I we just, I remember hearing about AEW and bringing it up to him, like, listen, I think we might have to do this. We went to a New Japan show before where Cody won the US belt or whatever yeah. their United States title is. And, uh, so it kind of got him back, and I was like, "They're doing this show. I feel like it might be a big deal." And then we went to that first ever Vegas show, and then the rest is history. But, yeah, but Sting had... was just like a pipe dream, you know, like him wanting Sting to have a proper send off or a proper mm-hmm. run, last run or whatever it is. And I'm like, and you know, it's it's working out that way for the most part in AEW. But Sting's a guy. Every time he debuted somewhere, it was cool. Yeah, it was like, a big it's deal. Always, I mean, because... It's always a big deal. Yeah. When he debuted in Impact, he was gone for, mm-hmm. I mean, what, yeah. six years? Yeah, because he didn't was, come over to WWE. No, he didn't go to WWE, so, which is a huge missed yeah, it's a Yeah, dis- it's, a, it's, a, it's a disappointment, but yep. that's well, he the was way always, his career went. He was always timid about joining the WWE. For, he ended up being right, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm going to say, well, for me, I don't necessarily agree, only because I can count you know, some moments from that WWE run just but he still head. lost clean to Triple H. You know he, what I mean? He still I did never not got, agree like, with that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, understand. You know, he, still, he still didn't get like what the dream match was, was Undertaker and him kind right. of. Right, well, that's know, a that, disappointment. That never, yeah, that never happened. And then but he, he did a little program there. with Rollins. I remember he like popped out of a box on, yeah, on Raw. Kinda, yeah. It was like... <laughs> They were trying to like sweating so bad that all yeah. his makeup was on. Yeah, yeah. I look, unfortunately, yeah, I think they they could have done him like a proper legend, you know, and like he yeah. kind of well, got you know got once again, it's you a Vince know, thing, yeah, right. And that's one thing that AEW does do right. They respect their legends, man. Yeah. Like well, they Sting. put Sting on a mm-hmm. fucking pedestal in that company, and I appreciate that. Yeah, he's still diving off of like balconies and shit. It's, yeah, it's, I don't agree with that. I think he needs like, to chill the fuck thing out. Is nuts. It's crazy, but he his his my, his debut. He is one of your guys for sure. But his debut uh, as the crow, I don't. I think I heard it was Scott Hall's idea. You know, to give him that gimmick. Yeah, I heard or that whatever. Too. Whatever the story is, I don't know, but it did. You know, really breathe new life into his character. Speaking and, of that, we hear. You know, because obviously we're not yeah, in we're the not business, there. whatever. But right. last week I mentioned um the whole goon shit with Chris Jericho. Yeah. That's from his mouth. Right. Chris Jericho said, because Jim Cornette said, because he was like kind of part of talent relations there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said they never intended on giving him that. But Chris Jericho did say that, like mm-hmm. from yeah. his own mouth, that yeah. he thought they were going to, you know. And that's the same thing. Bullshit. No, we don't. We don't claim to be, you know, on the inside. But we, I did hear from Eric Bischoff's mouth on a podcast him talk mm-hmm. about the Scott Hall story with Sting. But mm-hmm. Sting, Sting's debut was amazing, and he was a repackaged guy, like we talked about. Another repackaged guy. Frank might be a little too early for you, but Sergeant Slaughter 
coming in as like the Iraqi sympathizer, that was a, a re-debut technically in the WWF. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to touch on it real quick, just because you know he did end up main inventing the mania that yeah. year. And it was a big deal and the heat it garnered. It was crazy. And um I feel like it also gave him a new life because as a baby face, I don't really know how he would have fit in around then. It's over. Yeah. You know? Um, so Slaughter was a cool one. HBK, that's a technically debuting a new character, but when he ripped the magazine, you could say in that moment he started to debut the Heartbreak Kid. Once again, that's been done to death, the barbershop window stuff, but I wanted to touch on him re Do we count that as a re-debut or is just like a, a turn of sorts, you know? That's where I like a... You I'm know, starting I, to think because he, he started to debut like a new character when Sherry would carry the mirror out. I mm-hmm, mean... Mm-hmm. I guess it's it's, it's like, tricky because he was there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what yeah. makes that one tricky. I don't for think me. about that as a debut. That's just like you know, Rick the Mata Martel, exactly. Know, Crush like guys like yeah. that. Um, yeah, but repackaging. Right. Yeah, I right. think when Sean came back at SummerSlam to fight Triple H, mm-hmm. I think that was a cool ass re-debut. Yeah, and maybe Triple H's best match of his career man i mean I that, that was an awesome re-debut and i i wasn't a big Shawn michaels fan um previously i always liked you know obviously he's a great you're never going to take away from his in-ring ability it's just his character i wasn't into and when he came back like i was I, you know you get a new appreciation of, you don't know what you got till it's gone type mm-hmm. of thing and i was like holy shit man like this dude's so I actually enjoyed his second run even better, but I think that that is a a re-debut that deserves being talked about him and Triple H at SummerSlam. That match is awesome. Love that match. You always said that, that you preferred his second run. and Yeah, which is crazy. You yeah. know, like, but they like, were neck and neck for me. I was Bret the Bret guy. Yeah, and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels for me, I was like neck and neck always. And then Shawn re-debuted had that legendary run and i was like you know what sean's actually put in more of a mark and i i got to see more from sean but my opinion he started to overstay like his time in a way where i didn't like the sean era where he was wearing like the baggy chaps (laughs) and and like you know it's just anyways legs were bow-legging man yeah i mean hey it is what it is but we eventually got away from like nothing fucks you harder than time john father time but yeah guys like slaughter hbk brick martell crush Slaughter's all those guys was awesome let me touch on that because uh like i was never i was a dumb kid that didn't appreciate sergeant slaughter and um when he re-debuted as like you know the iraqi guy i was furious when he beat <laughs> ultimate warrior for the belt so like rightfully as so. you get older you find appreciation for these guys that you disliked you know and sergeant slaughter man he's awesome to me so like that's definitely one that like you said it revitalized his career man like yeah, he was it, 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 he was never even sniffing the wwf title right and then he did this and boom like it sold a, a wrestlemania main event or you know I'm sure, obviously hogan but you need the heel you need the mm-hmm. heat and um i just thought it was monumental because they were going to have it in that big coliseum and he had so much heat that they had to change it to the smaller venue 
because there was legit death threats in, out on him. Insane. Insane. So props to Sergeant Slaughter for revitalizing his career. I do think it's funny because we're always talking about like IRS or Slaughter or you name it. And we're like, oh, in retrospect, I really appreciate this guy now. I want to yeah. like eventually have a podcast or talk about did did anyone just never did you never come around on anyone? I'm you know, sure. Yeah, I'm we'll sure. we'll have to talk about because we yeah. always we're always crowning these guys. It's like, do we still hate anyone? Because I'm not supposed to like love I every mean, every wrestler. I know you yeah. But um funny. but the characters the characters um like slaughter, we eventually got out of that and people started to debut by going through a system, OVW, NXT, call we will, but the power plant guys like Goldberg would debut so we know he debuted against hugh morris that's yeah. like where the the streak started it wasn't supposed to be a big deal. somebody had to start it somebody <laughs> had started bill or hugh but um you know i don't know if there's a lot to say about some of the debuts about from guys that went through the system but i think when you have cena showing up yeah cena's the orton cold yeah uh yeah. brock was a very big debut and we should talk yeah. about brock's debut um guys that were coming through the system you know what i mean it was like a different way of doing things because we weren't some guys were terrible their debuts during the system too batista for right. example he was like deacon batista or whatever it was right some of them were lame but i think john cena's is probably like the big with the most stand out i brox is big obviously brox and orin orin had a match right like orin's was just a match with like bob holly i want to say it was like hey, his yo. first yeah, flying yeah. body press, you know. Yeah, I remember like drop kicks, like really good drop kicks for like a new guy, you know. But but John Cena was like a moment. He was the champ, you know, or at least the top guy. I don't remember if Kurt was the champ at that moment, you know, but like one of the top guys. I think he had already had a run on the and, and Yeah, he definitely he had been champ for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, you know, he called out anybody and then this dork comes out of the back, you know, and it's about ruthless aggression or whatever and has like you know a john cena match with kurt angle but it was cool you know but this was, like was a, the era where this was the era where we were getting away from characters and vignettes more so than ever it would be guys with first and last names <laughs> just coming in cold or whatever from the yeah. system and it, it wasn't it was try, it was gearing towards more of like i guess a modern time um yeah but do you guys remember when brock came out and i think if spike in the ring and maybe no. the hardys it was al snow and uh the first guys in the ring were al snow and um i think it was spike bro because he destroyed him yeah i remember him destroying spike too but the first dude as soon as he oh. walks in the ring he throws al snow through like a like a like a trash, a trash can, can or something yeah yeah you know spine then, buster right yeah there's so yeah exactly and like so it was cool because you're just like who the fuck is this guy he looks like a jacked up baby face monster you know because his face was still like baby face jones yeah that's crazy but, but he was very clearly like this freak show it was the first time they got uh paul oh, maven 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 was in the ring as well maven okay. was the, oh, the first two go. dudes he attacked i was knowing maven there you go but i know it's the first time they got paul Heyman sort of away from that ecw stench if you will mm -hmm. like it was mm -hmm. so i didn't really like that at first because i remember watching brock's debut i remember exactly where i was watching it live you don't know who they are so it's hard to be like excited but i was intrigued yeah. but the paul Heyman thing for me like originally i was like why is he a manager mm -hmm. you know so i didn't love it but 
we know how that turned out. Duke, do you remember his debut, Brock? I don't, um, because I thought he debuted against the Hardys for some reason. That was the following week, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. Them. I remember being salty because I love the Hardys, and he fucked them up. <laughs> he just you know, like him, both of them at once. So I don't he, remember he when even he killed first Molly showed Holly. Up, didn't he even kill Molly at one point? Did he kill Molly? I'm pretty Jeez. sure he kills Molly Holly. Either. Well, I want to talk about uh, the system again, like how it's it became a feeder thing. ECW, WWE's version became a system to debut guys, Zack Ryder, Kofi Kingston, Sheamus. I just want to talk about them guys real quick because like they debuted on ECW, WWE TV. It's hard to have a memorable debut there, but do you guys remember anything from like that era of uh, WWE, ECW debut wise that stands out? Because Punk came in kind of cold, right? Christian well, Punk had vignettes, actually. No, yeah, Punk had uh, – I don't – his vignettes, I don't remember so, so much, but I, I remember, remember him cutting a promo that you go, oh, okay, this guy's actually kind of legit. They, it took them a while to, to give a fuck, you know what I mean? But It was just him backstage, the vignettes, yeah, but it yeah. was like him doing this thing, showing <laughs> yeah, off his yeah. tats, and then it was like coming that soon. That ECW stuff, but... honestly, like – I forget a lot of it. The WWE ECW run, you know, but uh But it was part of the system. And no, I, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to establish like the way they were debuting guys now, they had a lot of control. And it's it, it kind of brings me to the next part of the system. And Duke, I, I want to hear your opinion on this because I know you love Danielson, but NXT as a game show before it was a brand, oh. they brought in guys, big, big names. And this was their debut. Like, I know Brian Danielson had some, like, enhancement matches on Velocity and stuff. But be- yeah. this yeah. was our first. And I, I remember kind of running home to see it because at the time I was still a big fan of, of Danielson. He fought uh, Jericho, I think, in his debut. Mm. And then um, became, a, a you know, a student to The Miz. But yeah. These debuts around that time, NXT as a game show led to the Nexus. Yeah, the yeah. Nexus moment. So I just had to touch on that. That's, that's I know a, a lot moment. of people I mean, love that moment. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, I mean, modern. It's a moment for yeah, sure. Yeah, especially modern fans. You know, it was crazy, you know, and it was shock because they were beating up Cena. It was like, an, yeah, it was Cena, but like other guys were there too, like Ryback, right? Wasn't it like a, a match with like Ryback? It was a whatever. It was like a main event of a pay per view, wasn't well, it? Well, Justin Roberts was there. We know that. No, it was, guys, a it was a Raw. It was a Raw. Was it a pay per view? It was Raw. Oh, okay. They destroyed the whole set. And remember, Danielson got. Yeah, Danielson fired. used the rope. Yeah, yeah, he got fired. And he got fired. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, like as lame as all that, you know, well, that that's a moment which was, I guess, it was shocking at the at that time, I guess. But we just know a lot of those guys didn't play out right. really as anything special. So it's kind of like when you look back, you're like, man. But it was lame that Brian Danielson ends up getting fired, or so we thought. But I remember us all. I don't. I don't remember if you were there too, Jared. Imagine you were though. We were at Duke's place watching that SummerSlam when he oh, was yeah. the, the tag he was, team. Match. Yeah, he was the he was like yeah. a mystery opponent or a surprise like partner with Cena yeah. and all. And we marked out for that moment. So it's like at least Bret we got Hart. that moment out of it. Bret you know? Hart was on that team. Yep. Bret was on that. Sure team. Was. Yeah, yeah. And I'll always I, have love for Heath Slater for taking care oh, of him. Yeah, he did. He took care of Brett. He, he was love. Yeah. I remember seeing a, our mystery a po- partner. It's it's Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, bro. But it, I, I do 
think it worked out good for Danielson. So of all those Nexus well, guys, listen, it all worked out, right? Yeah. yeah. But I just wanted to at least quickly Wade Barrett. Add, Wade Barrett. But so you don't Wade, like Wade Barrett, bro? <laughs> bro. <laughs> those guys, though, around that time, you know, were still coming in through somewhat of a, a system. And then they started with the PC, the performance center. They built the performance center. And I just wanted to like briefly, briefly touch on this and get your guys' opinions because now to debut a guy cold or with a character, virtually impossible. The internet makes it hard anyway. But when they sign a guy to the PC, slap a, a tank top on them that says WWE property, and they treat it like a minor league sport, you know, I watch wrestling to use my imagination, you know, mm-hmm. just to suspend my disbelief. Presenting it as a sport can only go so far for me. So when you're going to debut guys by going through a system and like I it, like, how do I accept a guy as a, a character a year and a half, two years later, when you're showing me you sign them on day one, as if you're like the Yankees or, or you know, the Sixers yeah, or I, that's, that's probably what I don't love about it is like that. We know here's the class of 2022 and it's whoever, and you can go and you can recognize a few indie stars or you could, recognize a few models who've never wrestled in their lives you know yeah. like to me it makes it a little weird versus if somebody just shows up one day like trish stratus for example you know who's like another like fitness model type yeah. wasn't a wrestler but she just showed up on tv one day and you were like who's this chick you know and she just seemed like a manager right but then quickly you saw she started wrestling she got involved and next thing you know she's one of the goats at least of, of the time you know and uh so I prefer something like that. I don't like knowing because like, like you said, then we're just waiting. Okay, yeah. so when is that giant dude that I saw in the picture going to debut? And then it's like, oh, here he is. Oh, he still can't wrestle. And then you got to buy him as a character after that. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, do you? I think I know it's you're... worse though if they're already established like a Brian Danielson or something. Like whenever they signed like, oh, they signed the biggest guy in ROH or from I remember they did ever. it with uh, Kenta. They did it with um, yeah, yeah, Kevin exactly. Owens. Ken- Kenta's one where it's like, Kenta, it's, it's like, you're not going to like, I'm not going to feel like, who's this new guy? If Rather than if Kenta just showed up one night on Raw and kicked somebody's face or put somebody to sleep. Right. You know, that'd be way sick. Instead, I'm just waiting for this guy, who Kenta, this kind of legend in his Property own Property of WWE. Yeah. Dude, like, you, I know you're off the deep. sheets and I, I don't think you really follow Twitter, but uh, WWE Twitter and all that stuff. But like the Performance Center, go through the system. Does that... Is that how you would debut a guy? Do you like agree with this logic now where it's like feed them through and when you're ready, we'll call well, you up? I mean, I think the WWE has a certain style that they want. And I think that the performance center is for that, you know, like um, guys that wrestle for years, you know, go to the performance center, like Eli Drake, who was an impact for many years and other companies he goes to nxt to learn like the wwe style so Mm -hmm. like i don't know that it's a bad thing when you're trying to have them wrestle your style you know what i'm saying like i know you're against like this formula where it's like you go here and then you go here and then you win the nxt title and you go up but like i get that but like it's i i also think it's unfair you know my only beef with it is that they announce who's there Mm -hmm. i don't mind that they have this system in place and you go through the system and then you Mm got to like they said like they want that their style it's very specific to that Mm -hmm. company 
And you got to learn it, especially if you're like an indie guy who's doing all this crazy shit. And then you got to tone it down for their show, you know, and slow it down. But yeah, I don't we're like not slowing anything yeah, down. That's but I don't sure. like the announcing of a class. You yeah, know, I don't like because then it's, it kind of just spoils the bit. Mm-hmm. Like to do that, like they used yeah. to more so, right? They they kind of always did that. With I OB, think w with the whatever, internet but... though, you almost have to because it's either they announce it or someone else is going to. Yeah. That's the unfortunate situation that we're in now. Like yeah. WWE, you you know, if you follow them on social media or whatever, they'll spoil something, and it's like, well, if they didn't, someone else would. So why right, yeah, you know, like yeah, it's tricky. Kind of it's a, tricky. I'm with Frank on that though. Spot. The system itself, I don't have a problem with getting them ready. I have a problem with announcing it, slapping no, no. the tank top Dude, on them. Listen, I'm not saying their formula is great. I'm just saying it's necessary when there's yeah. all these other fucking dirt sheets that are mm, going to be like, right. they're going to announce it before you do. You know, they're kind of mm. in a tough spot there. You know, it's just, it's hard when you feel like you're watching, you know, you're trying to suspend your disbelief, get invested in characters, but really it's turned into like a WWE. 2k or nba 2k my career progression mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. generic creative wrestler gets you know performance center tank top and then it's just like and I then don't they know. put their name in the name generator <laughs> yes they the, definitely put it in the name generator like, what the fuck they, and i remember one really quick that caught me completely off guard maybe because i wasn't too you know inside watching like nxt and stuff but Braun Strowman was like a um, ice cold, like he showed up with the Wyatt family, but I had mm-hmm. never seen him before, never heard of him before. It was cool at the time. I don't really feel like I grew to care for him much yeah. more after that. Honestly, I wanted to, but anyway, that was a cool one that caught me off guard yeah. in recent times. Um, and speaking of the Wyatt family, like those guys, the Shield, the Wyatt family, that might have been the last time debuts were epic you know for for Mm -hmm. the wwe i mean um i disagree whose debut did you care for lately aj styles that's exactly that's exactly what i was thinking maybe aj's because that was a big deal whether you're into him or not well john's not a big aj styles guy yeah Um, was that during the royal rumble yeah Yeah. that was during the rumble he's like a surprise entry and like i had no idea yeah, me so too. like when that happened, I was like, "What? Like, holy shit!" And then like they put him with Roman, you know? They yeah, Roman's like in the ring, and like that gets a good pop like, too. Similar yeah, to Jericho, sure. when yeah. like everybody's listening to the music and they're like, "Who yeah. is this?" And it says "phenomenal," and the crowd mm-hmm. just pops, and like he walks out, yep. you know. So like it's a it's a moment. I'm not the craziest AJ guy either, but you know he's a big deal. He, yeah, he is for sure. He is a big deal in the wrestling world, and yep. He for a lot of modern fans too, he's like an all timer, you know, yeah. for a lot of these guys. You know, he's done it. I mean, he's done it all. It really, when we look at his career now, WWE champion, impact champion, New Japan champion, ROH champion. I don't know if he was a world champion over there, but you know, he's done a lot for a, in the modern times, you know. So like he, he, you know, he gets his due. And also he sent out Undertaker in a way in like the best way possible yep. i think that for for take man at that time you know because yep. his matches were starting to be like pretty hard to watch yep. and then the idea of a cinematic match was a, was foreign at the time you know that was the first and probably the best you know of of the bunch that they did so yeah you know, I, I i really give props, props to aj for that definitely i i thought that was one of my one of my yeah like AJ i'm not you know aj's not on you know any sort of 
favorites of all time for me, mm-hmm. but I did think that was a really cool debut. And the crowd it was, was big. Yeah, the crowd was pretty electric. No, they they did pull that one off, and it was monumental, and it was a modern debut. Like Frankie just and hey, and a re and a re debut also modern was Cody. You yep. know, like Hell Cody's yeah. Cody's re debut. It was, and you know, it was a big deal, obviously. And I think the biggest part of it was that he was coming from an actual competitor or whatever, like an alternative that was relevant. And he was such a top guy over there, as, as at least behind the scenes, especially. You know, I think that made all of those factors made his re-debut and the Fed even more important, you know, and it was a big moment. It's probably the moment of that mania for sure. And, you know, and it was and then he started a pretty good run, unfortunately. He's out now. But yeah. you know, that's another that's probably the most recent from them that's like that had impact. Another good even if I'm salty about it. I don't know if we're gonna talk about it but i don't want to i don't absolutely fuck yeah the hardys at wrestlemania mm-hmm. i had people at my place and we erupted in that crowd again dude that crowd loses its mind when they show up mm-hmm. it's hard to so get that pop new- from that many people you yep. yeah, have it audible yes that was loud, man. That was awesome. Hell of a re-debut. Cody's Even was... like one of our buddies that's like not a wrestling fan said afterwards, he's like, I wish I knew like more because like I wanted to like <laughs> yeah, feel that feel what yeah. you guys felt, you know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was a great one. That was such a feel-good moment seeing them back. Um and for same... sure. Because you know, even though it ends up it didn't work out. Right, because they're mm-hmm. in AEW now, but but I don't know, you know, was... they won the titles that night. And... No, yeah, yeah not it worked out in the short like term. A, short term, not that it was a failure, but like you kind of wanted it to end there for them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Right. I mean like, at least I did. Right, you know, it was all like, downhill you know, from there. Yeah, you don't want to see these guys out there past their prime and stuff. You know, it's just right. Yeah, that it's was nothing a... like everybody's got to make a living. It's no disrespect, but like you, you just want them to go out on top. So in the modern realm of wrestling, some of the debuts that I guess people were buzzing about, talking about, I don't. I want to save what I'll call the most talked about for last. I'm not going to call it the best, but I'll say let's save the most talked about for last. Okay. But let's let's talk um, a little bit now about uh, Moxley, John Moxley jumping into oh, the, yeah. the AEW that debut i know that i remember when he left and i remember actually listening to him on a podcast and he was like trying trying to figure out if he even still wants to wrestle where he wants to go does he want to take mm-hmm. just take a break i think it wasn't wasn't too long after that he he did come in AEW. you were there right frank yeah i was there um so being there i like it felt like a moment, you know, because obviously that's their first ever show, AEW's first show, Double or Nothing in Vegas. So the main event was uh, Jericho versus Kenny Omega, which, you know, for them at the time, is probably about as big of a main event as you could have made. And it ends, and, like, the music hits, and, and Moxley comes through the crowd, and I recognize him right away. So I was with my buddy Taylor. He did it, and I... I was never a Moxley guy or Dean Ambrose guy specifically. And I remember talking with Tucci. Tucci would be like, you got to watch his stuff, like his CZW or Moxley stuff or whatever. You'll you'll be into it. And I was like, but his Dean Ambrose shit, dude, I could never get behind. I could not 
I didn't like it even a little bit. And I, you I know, don't get even, it. I don't get even it. Even when he was with the shield, it was like that. It was like that may have been like the coolest moment, but he was like to me cool by association. He was like he was the third guy of that crew to me. And uh so like I just was not into it. And I said to my buddy at the show, I was like, this is a big deal. I was like, I just don't care about the guy, but I was like, but this is like this is a moment him coming through the crowd. And then it was very impactful. And since then, I think he's been putting on banger matches. You know what I mean? His runs as champion have been cool. So like he's, or he's gotten to another level with me personally, where like now I would even say I'm a fan, but at that moment I wasn't, but I just felt like uh, for, for a new company, you know what I mean? To get a former world champion, a guy, part Huge. of the biggest, if one of the guys in the biggest, one of the biggest factions they've ever had in that company, yeah. you know, to come over and your debut show and make an impact after the main event it felt like a moment. It was a huge get. It was definitely huge. Dude, I know you never were a huge Dean Ambrose guy either. Moxley's debut. Um, did you watch that show live? What was it on? It was Double or Nothing. It was the very first AEW show, Double or Nothing. I didn't, no. Okay. But um, I know that in retrospect, that debut, like I said, that was one of their biggest gets. And to pull, like you said, a former champion. I always was an Ambrose truther. I was a, a shield You were, guy. for sure. For sure. You always, mm -hmm. you would tell us all the time, no, you got to watch this. I'm like, dude, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't care about this dude at yeah, all, bro. At all. I, I just, I liked his style. It gave me Piper vibes. Piper's one of my guys, one of my favorites. So That's uh, probably what turned me off about, because like you're comparing him to Roddy Piper. I did like, say that. Even, yeah, I know I was doing it. Even then, now, too. like, I don't see that. I like Mox now, but like, it probably made me grumpy that you compared mm -hmm. him to Roddy Piper. So, I'm yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good to do that here. And, yeah. you know, Moxley does those, those, like, especially as Dean Ambrose, he did like those manic man like uh promos you know that like mm -hmm. piper that was so natural for piper but with exactly. Mox, with ambrose i was like this dude is forcing he's like overacting he's yeah i was like he's overacting you too, can't blame you can't blame him though he was being heavily edited there you could tell for sure no for obviously sure. obviously yeah, you look at him now, now we like him yeah exactly so. you watch him now and you're like okay this yeah. shit is cool yeah but that ambrose stuff dude i just it was just it was like levels of brutal that i was like i couldn't even understand yeah how people liked him so much taste wise and then his gear don't get me started on how he looked and all that as like but i was I just didn't, i just didn't dig that, it yeah i just didn't gear, dig but... it you know but but like i said he won me over big it time. was a huge now it was, i like him it, a lot yeah it was a huge get for them um i'm still a moxley fan i still think he's tops tops in the game right now at least on the mic uh yeah. so Shifting to them, a them being AEW acquiring Danielson and Adam Cole in the same night. For me, let me just say right off the bat, like Adam Cole coming into me, it, it meant nothing because I'm not a huge fan of his. I also didn't follow a lot of the NXT stuff, so that's kind of effed up for me to say. But I, I just never really believed in mm -hmm. him as a heel. That's that's I still stand by that. But they brought in Adam Cole first, right? I'll yeah, let first, you tell. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Danielson after him. Yeah. What do you, uh, really quick, before you get into like how it all happened, um, just leave in there somewhere your thoughts on having like a double debut. So typically I'd be like, 
especially two big debuts like that's like two big guys back to back but for me why it worked personally because a lot like you I wasn't this crazy Adam Cole guy you know so it was like there was a lot of rumors you know that maybe Adam Cole was going maybe Brian Danielson was going whoever else but you weren't sure but you knew that was their big event it was all out, right? All out. Like that's kind of like their big show seemingly. And um, you knew somebody was going to debut. So when the match ends and it's Adam Cole, you're like, Oh, this is a, a lot like Moxie, right? It was like, I don't love this guy, but it's a big get for them. You know what I mean? He was just carrying the NXT show for several years, you know? And like, that was a lot of people's favorite wrestling show from the WWF at the time. So, you know, it was a big get, it was cool. And why the double debut works is because I was kind of like, personally a little let down because i was like all right it's cool you know what i mean like that's a big signing and then the music hits like because i was totally never expecting to see a second guy debut like that you know so like it caught me way off guard and i was like wait no fucking way they got two of the you know two of the biggest free agents i guess you could say and like and yeah so like i could understand like where you're coming from john where it's like there's no angle. It's just a guy back to back. You don't like the guy, one guy, the second guy you do like, but it just shows up and that's it. But it's after like the context is important. And like, they just had like a really good show, which like by all counts is like, like f- critically, a lot of people may think that's like their best show overall top to bottom. And then to end it on such a high note where it just like, it blows them to another stratosphere, you know, cause there was another guy who's debuting on that card. And then, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson at the end, it just made all of a sudden when that show ended, AEW felt like, oh, this isn't this isn't this indie show, you know what I mean? With a couple old wrestlers who are carrying it through, or guys like Cody at the time who were like trying to make them relevant. It was like, this is a destination. This is a second destination for a lot of these top flight guys of the world, you know, whether we like them or not. So was, that's why it, was... it worked for me. It was the original NXT 2.0, and then WWE called it NXT 2.0. But uh, yeah, Adam Cole coming in. What Duke did you? I know you were a fan of NXT and the whole. I guess what were they called there? Undisputed. Undisputed. Undisputed era. era. Yeah. Were they called that in NXT? Yeah. Yeah, because now uh, they're the undisputed elite. Yeah. Oh, because my bad. Undisputed my with the Keep elite. Up, my bad. Uh, no. So were you surprised? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you see it live? Yeah, um, I was surprised. I did watch that live. Yeah. And I thought that was probably their best pay-per-view. Um, and when Cole showed up, dude, that fucking crowd, man, mm-hmm. that's a big pop, dude. And when he went bad, it was almost like, ah, oh, man, that sucks. Because, like, they were so excited yeah, to yeah, see yeah, him. yeah. And that like, and he says, like, he goes in and he's like, don't think I forgot what you did to me, you know? And like, you totally thought like he was here and then, you know, he goes to bed, but that's a big debut, man. And when you watch that, that crowd is nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, AEW crowds are always great, but that was a loud pop. And then, you know, I like, I like Adam Cole, like, um, he's not like a top dude for me of all time or anything like that but i like him so um, did you, how did you feel about danielson yeah that he is a top guy for me so i was super pumped to see that you know it was a weird thing to have like the double debut but 
it also worked because like Cole came out, he got that great reaction. Then he's like, fuck you fans. Mm-hmm. And then they send the crowd home with, with Brian. So, yeah. No, and I can understand how it's, 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 it's weird. It's like probably yeah. nothing like that's ever been done, you know, yeah, which in pro wrestling sure. is tough, you know, yeah, to have like a that's, moment. That's, that's cool. like, so like, it, I think it'll stand the test of time as like one of these moments where people are like, holy shit after holy shit. I did moments. always think like, I was like, man, that's kind of a shame that like he went heel because like the crowd was mm-hmm. with him, dude. Like he shouldn't be a heel. You're maybe, not a heel when you're maybe getting cheered more like that. so than Brian too, man. That crowd was nuts for Adam Cole that yeah. night. And he continues to to pander Bay to that bag. shit. Yeah, you're not a heel when you're getting cheered like that. You're just not. And I don't know why they haven't turned him good yet. But um, Brian Danielson coming in like that to me, I just felt like he it felt like a step down for me to see him debut like that not because it's AEW but the way he debuted I felt like he deserved I wish he came in and cut the promo he cut about like the black pool combat club stuff that came on later like I'm here to stop all this bullshit with the best friends or I'm here to do like I wish he came in with a purpose right off the bat and it was sometimes the unknown is what you know what makes it fun though you know like when that show ended I had no idea what they were going to do with a lot of these guys. You know what I mean? And that's what makes that so fun for me personally. I don't want to, you could spell it out for me, you know, and sometimes that works, but sometimes I just like to, you know, it's about the the journey, not so much the destination, you know? And it's like, I like that part yeah. of it, you know? And like, not everybody, you know, everybody's different. Everybody, Adam Cole came in and we knew right away where he stood. And then Brian came in and it was still different, you know? So and like it's a it. different and it's a different time. I know not everybody's going to come in with like an angle. And I know the I don't want the invasion thing. Like that's my least favorite yeah, yeah, angle. Yeah. Like I, I I did talk to you about it a while ago. Like my dream scenario, how to make AEW for me, like super enjoyable would be like Punk and Brian coming in and trying to yeah. like take over. Not so NWO like, but I thought that would have been like a mind blowing visual. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Yeah. What we talked about, I remember us talking about you were driving me to the airport that day and we were talking about all this stuff, you know, yeah. and like how it could have been something like that would have been like a big deal. But I don't necessarily think the way they did it was wrong either. It's different. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. They didn't do it with Brian and they definitely didn't do it with punk. And that's, that's what I was saying. The biggest for last, and it's not the best in my opinion, but (laughs) punk's AEW debut is considered monumental, earth shattering. All kinds of people want to talk about, you know, how big of a moment it was. And for me, Small time, you said. It felt small time, John told me through text. That's what I've heard for seven years. I heard you. I heard you. I'm back because there's a hell of a lot of young talent that I wish I was surrounded by 10 years ago. So in saying that, I sit back and I say, well, hell, they're there now, so why aren't you? Here I am. It felt small time, <laughs> especially when you come in and you just whine about where you worked 
for yeah, I didn't see like I, that's not how minutes. I took it. I think you're so defensive about WWE that if anybody criticizes anything, you're like, fuck them. You know, they're bullshit. And if it wasn't for the only WWE, no, it happens he, constantly with anybody who says anything. But if he WWE. was speaking, no, I'm not like that because you know <laughs> you I, I will I will say you're like that. I will say WWE's wrong when I think they're wrong, but but punk he was literally ignoring and leaving out so many key moments that made him as relevant as he is and as rich as he is and as popular as he is but we've talked we've me and you have gone through this constantly through text messages arguing but he fucking hates them dude he feels like they're responsible for like some of the severe health issues he was having. He had, he went through extreme litigation with them. They fired him on his fucking wedding day. You know what I mean? Like he has a lot of beef with them. Like you want him to just act like all that good shit. And he has to, you know, suck their dicks off forever where he feels like, look, that was all cool. And, you know, and like he didn't get maybe necessarily what he wanted because we know he wanted the main event mania or whatever it was. And whether or not he should have is a whole nother, you know, discussion. But he should have. The way it the way it ended for him there was not great. And it's like anybody who I I I, I could work at a seven years that, later. That still, bro. So what though? So what? It, it, some guys hold that in them, you know, if they feel bad, if they feel hard done. You know what I mean? I still but my issue and I'm like, fuck them for life. You know, and it's just because just because Vince McMahon was the one guy. You know, I I understand what you're saying. You know, you don't like that he sort of trashes the shit that kind of made him the guy. But at the end of the day, he feels like they did him wrong. Yeah, but when it was all said and done on a personal matter. So he says, "Fuck them." And on a personal matter and on a philosophical level, like forgiving is is a big thing. And seven years, you would learn, I would think, to to sort of harness that energy and not make it the first shit you talk about for 20 but minutes bro, but bro but like you said it was seven years and all the people in the crowd wanted to hear what he but where but, but, but where was he you know when he was, he was when life. he was living when he was making millions for the wwe like he he could have walked out you know what i'm saying i don't really want to concentrate too much on that stuff because bro, that he was, was only about to of- walk out listen he was about to walk out they renegotiated that deal. It turned into like and one of the great, it. yeah. It turned into one of those great moments of SummerSlam, and he felt like promises weren't fulfilled. This is not like uncommon in any workplace, you know. So like he feels like he got hard done. He had guys like The Rock come in and just take his spot, you know, when he was like the top guy when he was champion for a year. You know, they never treated it like he was like that dude because obviously they had like a little bit of a bone to pick with him. Vince obviously never really thought he was the guy. He was supposed to have that match with Benoit before the Benoit tragedy happens. They throw in Johnny Nitro and Johnny Nitro still wins because he wasn't supposed they they just didn't like punk like that. You know, he got himself over with the crowd. He ended up being the the highest merch seller, right? Because that's what it's all about to some people, right? It's like, who puts the asses in seats? You know, he passed John Cena at that time as being like the top guy selling merch, selling all that shit, selling tickets. Yes. That it resulted in like a summer, uh, whatever, that, that big match was it Money in the Bank was that big match with John Cena mm-hmm. in Chicago. You know, title it was like a class, classic moment, you know, all this stuff. And like, he tried to make it work and he still felt like it was the same old shit. Until he was fed up and left, you know, like well, that I, I don't want to I don't want to, you know, go at you about whether he was justified in feeling that way seven years ago. I want to just justify I want to sorry, I want to talk about how 
it not only diminished, in my opinion, his debut by talking about the WWE, but it talked about trying to work with guys that are on the bottom of the card. And after seven years, we're all clamoring for Punk's return. And the first thing you're at the bottom of the card, though. It's not the, the bottom first, of the card. He's talking Lee about Moriarty. all the top young guys, and they Lee Moriarty. It was one match though. Who was his first matchup though? You know who was the, he? He did stuff to climb the ranks. His first matchup. But was he Darby, mentioned he, his, yeah, he mentioned Darby, but he did say like, "I want to. I'm here to help the locker room." Like to me, from a wrestling but, fan, that's not interesting at all. Yeah, but we'd also be butthurt if he comes in. You know what I mean? As this guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years, and then he's fighting kenny omega for the no nah, not me you know? that's how you do not it. you but like but wrestling fans it. typically wrestling fans would be you do you know? that and shit like, with a guy like cm punk dude real quick well, but why in. though but why like a guy like cm punk just because he's the main because like we talked about in the punk, beginning mainstream appeal cm punk that's the biggest name so having cm punk on your show weekly having matches and elevating guys so that your mainstream but appeal quickly, can translate to all these guys you say that but their next event with him was the biggest event they've ever done yeah but week to so week it's like it you, was week to week it was going downhill like it felt to, like he according was, to you but according to you but you're in the minority there well let me let, let me let duke talk about the debut for punk how how did you feel about it? are you on the same side as me or him or do you just feel indifferent well i think we're losing sight of the subject of the debut yeah because yeah so i mean the debut i remember where i was mm -hmm. i remember texting my friend greg i remember having tears in my eyes because like i never thought he would ever come back to pro wrestling so i do think it was like a huge debut mm -hmm. i'm kind of in the middle with you guys as far as everything else but i mean as far as debuts go i do think it was a huge debut um and as far as like putting um asses and seats and all that talk like i think the wwe sells because it's wwe i don't think it matters who's at the top or who's selling the most merchandise or all that stuff i mean you guys can argue all night and i'll sit here and watch and laugh but I think as a debut goes, I think it was a huge debut for me and for a lot of my friends that I spoke to, because like I said, I thought, I thought punk would be done, man. Yeah. You know? So like for him to come back, it was super cool. Well, we talk like, about, was... we, we talk about debuting, um, or I'm sorry, earlier on, we talked about, you know, crowning mediocrity and mm -hmm. okay. You have a lot of friends that <laughs> think that punk, the punk debut. So a debut, is it now just grab walk out run jump in the crowd grab a mic and do a shoot promo for like 10 15 minutes and then walk out and that's but they sold out a build they sold out a building with that in mind you know what i mean well, so like normally on a wrestling show maybe it wouldn't be but that was a show that they advertised for like a week I not, think not, no nothing on it just that what everybody kind of in their hearts knew was going to happen and so when they when they debuted there's a whole building there literally just waiting to hear what this guy had to say. And it's different. It's a different circumstance from other guys. You know what I mean? Where we're just hoping some cool guy shows up, like the big show jumps out of the fucking hole in the ring. You know, like that's, it's just a different, nobody gave a fuck what big show had yeah, to but say. No, but the thing is what punk did has been done to death by now. That's the way new shit is like people coming yeah, in trying to be true, though. No, there's nobody that has, has had a, like a debut. X-Pac did it in 99. No, 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 no. He came out and cried about Bischoff for like 10 minutes. 
And yeah, that was, that was it was only a few minutes. It was only a few minutes, and then it moved on. And like, and that reaction was cool for the moment. It was similar, like to um, like any of these like big names like move inside, even though X Pac wasn't quite as big at the time. But like, but that's like a different thing. He came out. He was instantly in DX. He was he talked shit about his old bosses, and then they moved on. That was a quick thing. He didn't sell out the venue because he got involved in a, he got involved in a storyline. My thing was yeah, Punk. but you're like not taking context into consideration. Who was the big? Who were the big guys uh, at the time of Punk's debut? Was uh, Kenny Omega was the champion, right? Yeah, probably Kenny Omega. Like like all those guys, like the elite types. Um, so I'm just saying. Th- I'm just saying. Like so for you waiting to see punk do you mm-hmm. prefer you guys do you guys prefer him coming out cutting a shoot promo or let's just be honest like a podcast because i heard him say all the shit he said four years ago on cole cabana's podcast yeah but no, but, but do you prefer that or do you want him to come out and you know try to insert himself in the like the depth of the stories going on in aew so well, once again i just i think it's two different Mm-hmm. subjects we're talking about debuts or we're talking about the context of what he said yeah. you know what i mean i think if For a i debut, think he could have i thought that was i a think big he could have come out and said hey guys i'm here in AEW and i'm gonna go for the world title and that would have been fine too you know what i mean once again i'm with you like move on hate is a really hard thing to carry around mm-hmm. and i agree but not everybody's the same yeah, so exactly. like if this guy if that's what gets him through life hating his former employer you know that's his prerogative but i think just on the subject of debuts yeah. i do think it was a huge debut i know that it i hadn't felt like that in a very long time in pro wrestling to react same. like that did you feel so, fulfilled after like that was everything i hoped for Sure. I got yeah. CM Punk back in pro wrestling. That's exactly. See, like, what I hoped for was CM Punk coming back. And that's what we got that night. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't I didn't think he was going to come back and instantly be fighting Kenny Omega because we we haven't seen the guy in seven years. And when we did see him, he was getting his ass kicked in UFC fights, you know? So, like, I, I needed him to come back, to be built back. He was He's not Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where he could come back and I immediately go, that motherfucker should be in the main event. You know, it's like it's that's he's not the same guy. He's this unathletic. I, I, maybe I see punk differently than you even because you I do. thought you punk clearly I do. thought punk was, you know, should have been immediately pushed to the tippity tippity top. I don't give a shit how long he's but been. But the way there. so like if you the way that company works, it's 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 always like a gradual thing for everybody who's had the belt. Nobody came in and immediately got a title shot. Well, Moxley then, didn't come in, it took a it took a while. Brian didn't come in, it took a while. Brian did get the shots, but you knew he wasn't winning. Brian got the shots. Yeah, it was his first match. Yeah, yeah. Brian got the shot, but Punk did Kenny Omega. Yeah. And I put Punk yeah, over Brian. But that's how it goes, right? You We say all the time, you say everybody can't be the top guy all the time. You know, Kenny Omega was on a legendary run. They did a series of matches with uh, Daniel Brian Danielson with Kenny Omega. Yeah, or Kenny Omega. He had a dream match with Kenny Omega, and then he had a couple matches with Hangman. With Hangman. You know what I mean? Like, they put him in those main event pictures. But, like, everybody can't be in the main event all at once. Well, let's so just when, stay Let's stay on track with the debut. Debut-wise for Punk, it was epic for me you know i tuned in for a guy's debut and no, with nothing advertised with nothing advertised so you would know? you say it's your favorite debut of all time no 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 no. my favorite debut of all time if we want to go there's chris jericho duke 
favorite debut of all the times. The right answer. What do you mean? Why even ask me? Just move on. Say Chris Jericho, and then we'll wrap it up. That's, <laughs> that's the right answer. The answer is Kane. No, it's Chris Jericho. Oh, no doubt about you. it. I, I mean, what we talked about it early on. Time stopped. It, it froze for Jericho's debut in the WWF. We're coming up on a 23-year anniversary. He's done so much since then. Uh, it's been a strange rocky road, but that night, that debut will never be topped. Question mark? I, Can it be topped? It's, it's hard. hard. I yeah, mean, it's hard. you never want to say never, say never, because it's mm -hmm. like you get into that, you get into that old man mode. Mm -hmm. You know, like to me, Michael Jordan is the goat, right? But there's a whole generation of people who didn't see Jordan that say. LeBron's LeBron. the goat. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So generations. Like <laughs> sure. It's it's subjective. Um, I mean, but that the electricity, man, when Jericho shows up. If you haven't seen it and you're listening or watching, look it up. John's got the date for you because it is and if you haven't seen if you haven't crowd, seen CM Punk's the debut. Road Warrior <laughs> Pop. If you it, haven't seen CM Punk's debut, let us know if you think it's small time, like John says, or if it feels important, like some like a moment in time in wrestling, you know? That's yes. what it felt to me. Guys, we will see you next time on No Sold. We're going to probably have more chaos, more debates, more pandemonium as we do. Peace out to you all. More diamond and cutters. Hollywood remember, forgive... Hollywood. Forgive and let it go. Don't hold the That's heat. true. That's a good point.